Hello. Or not. Pretty good on the uptake there, huh? Yeah. When he said, you know, the hair on the head business. Absolutely. <laughs> you mean the former broadcaster of the Dolphins? Yeah, you're right about that. Big announcement. Big announcement today. We lost the Dolphins. What was us? I bet you somebody's in there crying right now. I don't want to say that our operations manager and program director are emotional cripples. I don't want to rehash what happened here yesterday. I apologize to you for, like, leaving you hanging there because well, I, I, I didn't know what here. was going on. Well, okay. guess what? That makes two of us, and uh, it was certainly unnecessary for that bizarre and aberrant uh, behavior in their part to take place. They're just lucky I didn't get up and walk out. Yeah, I was, I was sitting here watching... You know, Duff sitting in there monitoring your show, and I'm yeah, thinking well, that's myself, not going to happen again, by the way. I'm that's thinking to myself, this is the most repulsive, yeah. disgusting moment. Yeah, that will never happen again. It shouldn't. I mean, if, if they can't trust you, who can they trust? Yeah, well, somebody can't trust me. Here's Johnny. <laughs> well, if Gus Farad's coming in as the Dolphins' uh, backup quarterback, I think that tells you everything you need to know about this coming season. I don't want to, you know, break the heart of that last guy that called you from Cocoa Beach, but if I were him, I'd just... Keep yeah. walking straight east. And they're saying that he, and they're saying he's, uh, he took the deal here because he's going to compete with Feely, yeah. which tells you what they think of Feely. Right. And so I'm thinking, and you one know, of the great things, here, here's uh, looking on the bright side of this thing with the Dolphins going over there to 790, is that everybody on this radio station now will feel 200% free to say whatever the hell they want. All, all you sports nerds out there, including you, can rip the Dolphins in ass, deservedly so, because if you thought last year was bad, just wait. You know, uh, the one thing about Farrat, he said that he wanted to go someplace where he had a chance to compete, and he has that opportunity here, which he was denied by 31 other teams. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't start right off the bat. Well, I couldn't don't wait. Don't be taking cheap shots unless, of course, you want to. I couldn't wait. Yeah, good. Anyway. I was hoping for. Uh, I hope you're at ease today. And I'm, I'm, I'm completely at ease, and we're ridding ourselves of the disease, and life goes on, you know? All right. As it should be. Right. Don't well, have any nervous Nellies sitting in there. Oh, blah, 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 yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Seriously, if they had a group rate of lobotomies, man, it, uh, that place would be the number one customer on the list. I think if you had been here yesterday, you might have walked out. Yeah. Instead well, of being I'm glad I didn't there. see it. I'm glad I didn't see it. Yeah, I had to leave. It was so Only if you could have heard it, if you could have heard what I heard at night when I was waiting to talk to you, and all of a sudden you disappear, and there come the two of them. And it's always in tandem. They're like joined at the hip, those two, you know? I got you. The operations manager, our junior program director, joined at the hip. Well, well I will say this. Our sales mangler, uh, what's his name? Stiffy? Stiff, yeah. Yeah, the Stiff. He's, uh, he, don't want, he doesn't like me now because I ripped him on the air, so he does, he's not going to come back and talk to me anymore. But I guess I must have embarrassed him yesterday because in the last 24 hours, we got three new pieces of copy, oh. which is more than we've had in the last four years, oh. I think. Oh. Nice going there, Stiffy. I wonder where my new copy is. It must well, be lost in the mail. Don't get carried away. We don't want to overdo it. Uh, it was one day at a time. Right. One word at a time. <laughs> <laughs> in the copy. Anyway, I won't lose too much money today. Please don't. It's only Tuesday. It's early in the week. Save the big plunge. Although you got all this. Uh, and, of course, I bet everybody and their brother is betting on the NIT. That probably takes a lot of heavy betting. I don't think so. But tomorrow no. tomorrow I'm doing my annual NCAA preview show. Yeah, I heard the promo for that. And hey, we got about 14 guys coming on for people who have office pools and whatnot, just for Great. fun. You don't have Dick Stockton coming on, do you? No. Good. I, I, don't, I, I like Dick Stockton. <laughs> oh no! Hey. Have a great day. Yeah. You See too. you tomorrow. Yeah, adios. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. In the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. 
Bye-bye, Dolphins. Bye-bye, Baldy. I guess we're finally rid of Wayne altogether now, right? Pockmarked zip-faced Wayne to lie to his teeth. Bald-headed Wayne. Miami has the Dolphins. They're the worst football team. Absolutely. They flub the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. Yes. They're on the ground. That's where they'll stay. They're never in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking toilet bowl because they're the... Miami Dolphins, Boy. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, how many teams in the league? 30, About 30, man. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, don't bet on them, you'll always lose. They don't know how to tackle, they don't know how to block, their coaches ought to tell them to put Ben Gay in their jocks. Then they would run much faster, and even in defeat. When we go to the stadium, we'll see Miami Heat. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Uh, 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, the team that hasn't got a clue. Miami has the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have no fans. Just 50,000 apples sitting in the stands. Yes. They watch the game, and all they do is moan and gripe and bitch. I wonder how Joe Robbie got to be so damn rich. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Oh. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number how many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, I hear the crowd begin to boo. The Dolphins have Jay Fiedler, that quarterback's a Jew. Run down the field and he will throw a pass over you. He'll never win a Super Bowl, you shouldn't be surprised. When he gets cut, that doesn't mean that he was circumcised. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Jay calls his signals in Hebrew. The Dolphins have no defense and their offense is a joke. Like George Bush eating pretzels, you know they're gonna choke. They'll always disappoint you when they're in a playoff race. With fewer points than pockmarks on Heisinga's ugly face. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, now they're through. I'm dying out of here. Incredible. Ten oh six at five sixty WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, before we talk about that dolphin thing, which is official today, we all knew about it. Did I tell them that a long time ago? That we yeah, we all knew dolphins? about it. But uh, the big story of the week is uh, Fat Boy. He's still alive. Now, we talked yesterday about the fact that they brought in all those Krispy Kreme donuts that were like boxes and boxes and boxes. Mm-hmm, right. And Josh Cordes ate uh, 10. He ate 10 out of the 12 in one box, which right. is why he's not here today. Plus, he's on jury duty again. <laughs> That'll teach you to vote, smartass. Sugar shock. 
But Fat Boy, we have it on very good authority from no less than Carmelita, uh, whatever her name is. Hiya, Pally! Fat Boy ate three boxes of uh, Krispy Kreme donuts yesterday. Count them, that sounds like 36 to me. Does the term death wish start rolling around in your mind? Rolling? Hiya, Pally! Yeah, rolling around on the floor. How can anybody, I mean, I love Krispy Kreme, and I, I can't eat less than three. I might maybe could eat five or six on a really desperate day. Like yesterday, I would have probably eaten five or six with all that aggravation that was forced yeah. by our operations manager and program director and our corporate uh, legal, corporate legal, Joyce. But other than that, are you, there, there has to be something desperately wrong for anybody to eat like three boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, desperately Hiya, Pally. wrong with that. And, of course, we have the greatest sympathy for that, don't we? No. Oh, yeah. Anyway, radio station Waxy 790 becomes the new home of the Dolphins today. All right. All right. Good. Maybe now we can concentrate on selling the uh, meat and potatoes and the bread and butter of this station. And quit you know, we had the same thing at IOD. Remember those days? Mm -hmm. Instead of concentrating on selling the talent, especially when we had the great lineup, when Phil was, uh, had his head on straight and we had all the good stuff going, uh, instead of that, it was always hurricanes and the Dolphins, Dolphins, and they were selling all this supercilious crap in a post-game and a pre-game and in-between game and the uh, four-hour pre-game, all this other garbage. Right. You know, it was, it was always anything except those of us who were on the air who were supposed to be like the uh, meat and potatoes of the station. Mm -hmm. And don't forget on the programming side, it like took ten people for all the different, this one and that one. And all oh, the absolutely. No question about it. Absolutely. Plus the network, you know, and all that oh, other yeah. stuff. But anyway, so bye-bye to the Dolphins, man, as Wayne finally gets even with us. That'll teach us a lesson or two, huh? Uh, yeah. We need him like a hole in the head. The team and the station announced a new uh, partnership, which has been expected for several months now, on Joe Rose's morning show this morning on Waxy 790. Let me say it again. Joe Rose, before they announced that was all they had, and he's still all they got. Waxy will replace WQAM as the flagship station of the team, the flagship station. The next step will be choosing the announcers. Howard David and Jim Mandich did the games on QM, writes the unctuous Jim Sarney this morning. David will not be back. How do you like that? So now I guess Mo can go on here and not only rip the Dolphin organization in the ass, and they can go back to telling us how he's really a Jets fan, which he uh, uh, that's sure is. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that announcement at two. I'll be glued to the radio. Uh, Mandis's fate has not been resolved, though, it says. See, if they were smart, if they had any brains at all, the Dolphin organization, which I'm sure they don't, look what they've done with the, uh, with the franchise. But they would keep him around because Mad Dog is like the signature voice of the Dolphin broadcast, even though he's only the color analyst. But nevertheless, he recently signed a five-year deal to do an afternoon show on QAM. And believe me, me, he's probably having second thoughts like some of the rest of us. And has two years left on his contract with the Dolphins. So if he does the games, he gets paid. And if he doesn't do the games, he gets paid. That's the kind of deal I like a lot. Names being mentioned as possible replacements for Mo and or the Mad Dog. John Boog Shambi, former Marlins announcer, who has a show on 790. The Boogster. I don't know. Have we ever heard him do football, Miguel? I have not. No. I mean, he's he's great on baseball, and maybe he would be real good on it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I certainly wouldn't pass judgment prematurely. Uh, Boog's a good good play-by-play -play guy, although it's a lot different doing baseball than football. But nevertheless, Jimmy Syphilis, former Dolphin, is now the sports canker at Channel 10, and is a weekend show on 790. I'm, I'm sure they must be talking about the color analyst for that. Certainly not play-by-play. -play. Jimmy Syphilis, not a chance. And Mark Vandermeer, now that would be a good choice, former U.M. football announcer who's the voice of the Houston Texans. Mark is excellent, but why would he leave Houston, an outstanding franchise like that, to come to a toilet-dragging uh, team like the Dolphins? Right. Right? Right. I mean, Houston, you know, they're, they're a new team, mm -hmm. and they got a good young team, and every now and then they uh, win a game, upset somebody that, they, you know, whatever. But the Dolphins, of course, are going in the wrong direction. We know that. 
I mean, any team that signs Gus Farrat is their backup quarterback, and then you find out he's not only going to be the backup, but challenging for the starting role behind A.J. Touchy Feely, who's already shown us his perplexing and perpetually injured uh, modus operandus. Uh, what can I tell you? So that's the deal. Bye-bye, Dolphins. Somehow we'll survive. You know, all of these things. We've survived all this time, and I guess somehow we'll do it again. Now, what did I do with the poll from yesterday? Here it is. If Hillary and Condoleezza were the candidates for president in 2008, who would you vote for? Hillary, we had 1,751 vote. Hillary, 1,034. I'd leave the country, 382. Condoleezza, 196. And I wouldn't vote, 139 out of 1,751. So Hillary spanks Condoleezza in this crowd. It's like about the same as it was on the, um, on the uh, slot thing, you know, on that vote. But uh, that's our audience. And either our audience doesn't really bother voting or else uh, they're just totally non-represented. We have the cream of the crop and the rest of the uh, people out there just, we got the cre- crop and they got the crap, the rest of them. By the way, speaking of crap, we got a little Kim on our beaded curtain today. We apologize profusely for that. I have no idea why George was compelled to put that on there. but Because she's can't... naked and famous. Oh, I see. Uh, naked and famous, not uh, looking all but that great, to be honest with you. For my personal right. opinion, if you don't know little Kim, then we can't butch you up a little, okay? Even I know that. She's not done any official nudity. This is unofficial nudity, so there's no. an extra choice. Anyway, Zest Body Wash. That's what I wanted to be sure mention today. Even Josh Cordes, who's on jury duty again today. I hope. Don't let me forget tomorrow to bust his balls about that when he comes back. Okay. Even he went out and got some body wash. We I finally convinced him it was not the uh, unmanly thing to do. And uh, Zest, I saw a spot last night for Zest Body Wash. And, of course, I can't think of there. Other than what's the one that's like pumice? Lava. Nobody uses right. lava. It's like rock, trying to take hey, a shower with a rock. If body wash, I'd use it. But Zest has made a whole bunch of different flavors of body wash. So if, if that's the case, all you guys out there who are really uptight and nervous about that, in fact, look at this new poll we're doing. Although body wash is at the bottom of the list. See, real men aren't that insecure. Soap is passe. Soap is old. Soap is ancient. Soap is like uh, washing with lard, you know. It's smarmy, man. Lard. It, it is. It, it's nasty. But body wash, it's, it's in the bottle. It's in there. And you squeeze it when it down. You squeeze it out. And then you smear it all over And uh, you stand out of that shower. And, and you wash it off. And remember when Josh said that he, he got out of the shower, he felt like it was still on him? Yeah. I guess he forgot to turn the water on was the problem. <laughs> that boy's got problems. But anyway, Zest Body Wash. Now, what did you tell me? He got Adidas or something? Adidas. Something very masculine? Yeah. Definitely very insecure, right. that child. Uh, very. You can't be and, of course, Miguel, who's sitting in his seat today, he definitely would not use body wash. He still likes the hair on the soap. No, no, he's Cuban. Oh, that must be it. Oh, that's right. He's got to prove his machismo to the entire world, so he definitely still a no. soap man and likes to drop it now and then. No, you missed the point. Cubans wear all kinds of food, frou-frou stuff, and uh, have no problem with that. You know, I like see. Clones no, you don't use, but he doesn't use body wash. We've already been through that with him, right? I don't I got a bottle in the mail, actually. One and? Three samples. The Old and? Spice. It's all right. Old Spice? Yes. Oh, man. That's that's for sad. old men. Wow. Right. 1014 at 560 WQM. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Anthony Caliendo, the main man by now at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. So before you call any other mortgage company, let the main man tell you what you don't know. Did you know that most banks only work with three different mortgage products? And if your credit's less than absolutely perfect, absolutely, get ready to hear the most famous two-letter word in the English language. No. That's the word. If you're not working with the right lender, the chances for getting approved are fitty-fitty at best. So do yourself a favor. Call now, 1-888-483-LOAN. That's 1-888-483-LOAN. And let the main man in this team put you in a mortgage that meets your needs. Avoid going to the wrong lender or possibly being turned down because you called the wrong number. Call the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage at 1-888-483-LOAN. That's 888 888- 
483 loan. And every time they close a loan, a portion is donated to kids in distress. So why call anybody else? What's not to like? Avoid the bait and switch. Call Anthony Caliendo, the main man today. 1-888-483-LOAN. Fat Boy eats three boxes. That's three dozen Krispy Kreme donuts yesterday. And the best part of the deal is he's still alive. Is he in the building? Did he actually show up today? Uh, I spoke to him this morning over the little phone, so I guess he's in the building. So he's actually back there in sales? Man, how can he move? How could you possibly even move? Practice. He's got practice. Here's the poll today. What's the most embarrassing thing you could have in your car or your house? And so far we got the... Well, let's take a look at the votes we got. I like putting these up early, around 8 o'clock, 8-ish. 190 votes, and the reason we don't have more than that vote is because there's a whole lot more choices on there that I'm sure we'll hear from the audience today. Blow Up Doll, 76. Butt Plug, 55. Dildo, 23. Car Air Freshener, 14. Now, we're talking about those little, um, like those little trees, little uh, evergreen trees that you hang okay. from your rear. Huh? I think that could apply to the crown also. The crown? The crown. You haven't seen the crown? No. It's popular amongst the brothers. Is it really? Yeah. Now, what about that liquid cherry? Likewise. Oh. Anyway, car air freshener, 15. I mean, that's just... Uh, my spouse, 13. Now, that was George's pick, and for quite a while there was only one, but then a lot of other guys decided... Yeah, or, or women, I guess, but probably right. mostly guys. 13, so that's pretty embarrassing. And body washers in last place. Thank the Lord. Thank uh, God for spreading the word. Uh, only got 10. I don't think I'm really spreading the word. I think everybody and their brother realizes that soap is passe. And, uh, you know, when even big soap makers like Zest... And I love Zest soap. That's one of the ones I used uh, really? for years. What's not to like? No, huh? Zest was good. I just like Safeguard. But now that uh, Zest is making body wash, even the most uh, manly men can use it and feel very, very safe. So that's our choice for that uh, for the poll so far. Bad news from Baghdad again, but just very quickly because I know you're burned out, just like the city. 
A child was killed, at least four people seriously injured today when a suicide bomber detonated a vehicle in Baghdad. The bomber also died in the attack. Uh, also, a U.S. Marine was killed in combat yesterday in western Iraq's Anbar province. And yesterday there were five people killed in three different suicide bombings in Baghdad. But other than that, everything is just as uh, okie-dokie, as Bob Schieffer would say. Oh, we're fine. Now, last night, speaking of Bob Schieffer, I'm done with the CBS Evening News. Mm -hmm. All you people at the CBS Bureau of Miami, bye-bye. Nice knowing you. And I don't care. Mike Walker from the Inquirer can write all the trash he wants about Dan Rather. I really don't care. I like Dan Rather. And I don't care what anybody else says. I watched Dan Rather for years, just like I had watched Walter Cronkite for years. I like CBS News, period. But not no more. Okey not dokey. after two nights of Bob Schieffer in that okey-dokey line. And his hokey and okey-dokey and Senator the Okey-Fanoke Swamp. That's a good place for him. What a yahoo, man. God. Plus a good personal friend of the Bush family, so I certainly am not going to watch him. I'm not going to watch Brian Williams on NBC because he's a personal buddy of Rush and a regular caller on the fat-ass Limbaugh pill-popping show. So that leaves me with what you said yesterday. And I hate to break the news to you, but... That man can barely speak anymore, Peter Jennings. Yeah, I know, but whatever. No, no, seriously. He, he, I don't know how old he is, whether he's like 60-something or what his age is, but he's like about 95. He can barely speak. He's like fumbling through the stories. And I don't know, maybe he's got a bad cold or something. I, I don't know what his deal is right now. I think he's putting himself to sleep. Is that what it is? Well, he's Canadian, eh? But I, I watched that uh, last night for about 10 minutes, and I thought to myself, I've got a real dilemma here now. Mm -hmm. what, what do I do at 6.30? Who do I watch? What's the story? They all, they all suck. Yeah. I mean, of the news deliverers, I will grant you, Brian Williams, even though he's got that funny nose that's kind of like out of joint, you know, it's off to the side, kind of like uh, A.J. Touchy-Feely. But he's certainly by far and away the most articulate. I mean, Peter Jennings is like a doddering old fool now. I, I couldn't believe it because I haven't seen him in years, and thankfully. And Schieffer, of course, okie-dokie. <laughs> so, no, no, seriously, I, I, somehow I just can't imagine Walter Cronkite getting a report from some news reporter from Daniel Schur out in the field and, and, and coming back saying, oh, thanks, Dan, okie dokie. Uh, can you imagine Walter saying that, or Dan no. Rather even, Dan with all his Ratherism? Somehow I can't imagine okey John Cameron dokey. Swayze or Douglas Edwards saying, okie dokie. But then again, maybe America likes hokey. We'll see. WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How you doing? Buenos dias, good. Buenos dias. Hang on, let me turn you down. So I don't Please. have interfering signal. Okay. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and there was one thing I want to mention last because it's probably going to make you angry. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that good old Miami hate. First off, Barbara Hale was the name of Della Street. That's the mom. Right. That's guy. the actress who played Della Street on Perry Mason. Absolutely correct. And of course, don't forget Raymond Burr was Yay. just in case Mo's listening, which I'm sure he is. Yes. Yeah. Big deal. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to make a comment about a signature voice. Ken Malden, to me, is a signature voice. Right. I love Ken Malden. He's one of the fine people in the world. When I first came down here back in the 70s, that was the first voice I heard, and I said, it's, that's a good town if they got a voice on the air like that. Of course, then I switched to some other stations, and, well. There you go. Yeah. Uh, doesn't the CBC on CSTV Channel 9 have uh, their own version of the nightly news, you know, so that you could watch that instead of uh, having to... Oh, I, I do watch... Uh, well, I got the CBC right here. Eh? I got the uh, all different... Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you got CBLT Channel 6. Decided they abandoned them, and they did, unfortunately, in late uh, late April, early May. Yeah, but the CBC News, number one, is almost all Canadian-oriented, which, let's face it, I'm not talking about Canada. Hey. And number two, it's very, it's it's so dry that you can almost, like, start gagging, you know what I mean? I understand. It's about as exciting as listening to someone read Chaucer. Right. Uh, hi, George. Um, the other thing I wanted to get to that... Uh, That's going to make me very angry, yes? No, no, no. I, I want to... <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, I've seen Jeff High. And, yeah. And clearly, clearly there's so 
something wrong there. <laughs> so what am I going to be angry about that? No, 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 no. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, isn't a fart... I'm getting closer to the Joyce comment I want to make. That's what I know is going to make you so upset. Oh, I see. Um, I'm leading up to that. Isn't well, a let's fart, get to it. Okay, isn't a fart just a rectal belch? Yeah. All right. So, what, so what's that going to make me angry about? Well, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. This morning when you were doing the changeover with Hank, something was said that was, I think, about Mo, and you guys got... That's, that's number one. There's two. You guys got dumped because the middle of the doy came in, and you guys were both laughing, and I could tell it was clipped. Well, who dumped that? I don't know. I don't. What, did you say something about Mo? No, I was talking about Dick Stockton, and Hank. Uh, he fell into a. Uh, he stumbled on his toe on that. But anyway. Yeah. No, there was somebody else that was mentioned, and. Uh, you, so well, wait a minute. You didn't hear Dick Stockton's name? I don't think I heard it. Then that's then that would be what got dumped. Okay, that's I have that. no idea who dumped it, though. That would be interesting to find out. The other interesting thing was at 10.21, you were down for about 15 seconds. Now, you were not off the air. Yeah. There was a solid carrier, but there was no sound, and you were going down the stuff over the pole, so I don't know what was... Oh, then, well, that's par for the course. I'm not angry about that. I, listen, as long as I get paid, I don't care about that. Have All a great day, Pally. See you, pal. Say hi to Jeff. Hi. 27 after 10. Boy, that guy, he must keep a log. At 1021, you did this, and at 957, uh, now, who would have dumped that on, I guess, his board op, huh? I, I guess, or it was an accident? No. Well, what do you mean it was an accident? But nobody got hurt? Right. Ill God? Yo, listen up, there's a series that tried to be real and had a couple of swear words. And Dennis Franz was teamed with David Caruso, Jimmy Smith, Rick Schroeder, then Mark Paul Gossler. And then one show, we saw his big naked buttocks and it was scary. And everyone threw up and turned the channel. But the show stayed on for 12 years, even though nobody watched it. It's blue, NYPD blue, NYPD blue is true, NYPD blue blue, NYPD blue is true, NYPD blue blue, NYPD blue is true, NYPD blue blue. It's blue, NYPD blue blue, NYPD blue. No parole for Brian Nichols in Atlanta. That's quite a shock, isn't it? Now, I have this fax that you just sent to me. I want Miguel to do something right now. I realize it's a little bit too much like work. I want you to get up and uh, walk out of the hallway. I want you to look into the other studio where anybody would be monitoring dump buttons would be sitting right now. And I want you to uh, come back and give us a report what's going on. They're not doing anything over there. You're positive of that? The beast is in here, yes, positive. You're sure of that? Because I, I, w- I wouldn't want to think that anybody at QM would lie to me <laughs> because that would be very much, uh, I'm sure that Greg wouldn't approve of that. They're recording something in there? Yes. Oh, that's why. They're, they're what? In other words, in, in switching around to whatever they needed to do, they must have knocked us off for a few seconds. Okay, and the only reason I was a little bit suspect there is because there are some things on the pool today which aren't even close to FCC guidelines. I mean, butt plug is just uh, its a device. Right. You know, it's, uh, what you do with it, that's I mean, another story. They're illegal you in Louisiana, but uh, we can still say them. Well, anyway, Rick uh, Faxon says they're doing it to you again. When you're reading the results of the poll, the first half of the poll was dumped out, and we had 20 seconds of silence. So, in other words, somebody, we had a technical, um, although I am wondering who's the one who dumped uh, what Hank said there, because that was very funny there at the end, and there was really nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Oh, you didn't hear it either? No. No, we heard everything, but which part do you mean? It was all funny. Well, I was talking about Dick Stockton. We heard it. I'm not going to repeat it. Oh, well. 
Anyway, it says, what the F is going on? Are they going to treat you like Howard Stern and dump you all the time? Well, I have a I'm very good authority from them, from all the uh, powers that be. Not that they would lie, of course, <laughs> but that uh, that's done. That was a one-day uh, disaster, and it will not be done again. They've already declawed all of our shows so much anyway, there's really not much left to uh, worry about. There ain't nothing to worry about. And we'll deal with the other part of it in court where it should have been dealt with a long time ago. 234 votes on the poll. What's the most embarrassing thing you could have in your car or house? That's the poll today. If you missed the hearing... Now, I'm not sure whether they were talking about the Hillary Condoleezza poll got the bleep or what. I, I don't know. But you're telling me that it wasn't a bleep. It was like uh, somebody hit the wrong button and they knocked us off for 20 seconds. That's my theory. Which sounds more likely. Anyway, here's what we got so far. Embarrassing in your car or house. A blow-up doll, 92. Butt plug, 75. Dildo, 31. Car air freshener, 17. My spouse, 16. Or body wash, only 10. Still only 10. In last place. And I'm sure we can add lots and lots of wonderful things to that. My spouse, 16. Boy, that's bad. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Miguel? Yeah. Hey, it's Woody. Hey, Woody, how you doing? Okay, listen, I heard that the Dick Stockton comment. Well, you're on the air, the Woody. You're on the air, Woody. You know, first of all, shut that dog up in the back, you idiot, you ponytail clown. It's not Miguel. Hello? Woody? Hello? hello? What happened to him? We're not touching nothing. Why aren't you speaking to me? I'm speaking to you. Then why, then why do you keep saying hello like you're some kind of a moron? I couldn't hear you first. My dog was barking. Like well, I, uh, I, kill the dog, okay? <laughs> kill that damn dog. What kind of a dog is it? <laughs> it's uh, a mutt. Well, like I, I said... We, then, we saved it. It was, it was abandoned out in the Redland area. Oh, well, isn't that cute? You're not talking to Miguel, I mean, for crying out loud. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> it sounded like you... It sounded like right, now, now, give me the atmosphere. What were you just telling me? I, I heard the Dick Stocken call. I was driving back. I, I heard the talk about Dick Stockton. I heard Dick Stockton's name, so right. I don't know what those other people were saying. Now, everybody's trying to stir the pot today. These are probably people from 790. Now, they're all swelled up with pride. They got the dolphin. They got a horseball team on their station. Now, they're all whipped up into a frenzy. Who right, knows? right. Yeah, definitely. I'm a Bills fan, so it doesn't matter. And I'm a Patriots fan, so like I said, screw right. the dolphins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my, dog, my dog's not a Dolphins fan either <laughs> Yeah, good uh, He's a little irate Well, it sounds like you're barking up the wrong tree Have a great day, Woody <laughs> You take care of yourself and By the way, the Buffalo is the armpit of the universe, believe me um, Like today, it's sunny here They probably got three feet of snow in Buffalo It's sunny and beautiful here So just uh, uh, Definitely, definitely But they got great pizza there Well, I'm real happy for you Have a great day <laughs> See you, Woody Say goodbye Take care, bye-bye Oh, that was good, wasn't it? What the hell was that all about? Oh, let's go home, best call Man, how can you top that? Then when he started saying, hello, hello, we have a little communication oh. problem here at WQM, in case you haven't noticed, folks. Let's get some more things for this poll here, huh? The most embarrassing thing you could have in your car or house, besides Woody Graber's dog. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. That's wonderful. Your uh, comment uh, this morning saying, I love Richard, went out uh, loud and clear. No, that's not that's not what it was said. That's not the. Uh, I know that's not what it was. That's exactly okay. So nobody did dump that. The guy just made that up. Okay, we got we got some troublemakers out there looking to stir the pot. Okay, it was somewhat obscured by the do 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 do, but otherwise went out That's it. I'm out of I'm out of material. Thanks for the good news, pal. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Seems to me like this audience is obsessed with Dick Stockton. WQAM, hello. Uh, yes, I would like one number one, super size with Coke. Uh, WQAM, hello. Hi, I'd like something for the poll. Yes, sir. Um, an 8-track player. What? An 8-track player. 8-track player, okay, 8-track player. I bet you there aren't too many of those hanging around, although we would like to hear wow. a player, and uh, this time I'm in it for love on an 8-track. I had that once upon a time. Really? Wow. Yeah. Aren't you impressed? I had uh, 
ELO on an 8-track. Oh, well, that's much better than player. That's for yeah, sure. Even I would agree with that. Well, they had a couple of songs. They had one song I liked, okay? And right away, I've got to pay no a problem. wicked penalty for that. No, no. Oh, your taste in music, man, is so bad. You and that crap, you like it. No problem with player. What the hell is that? Actually, this is a group called B3 from Germany, and it's a, all of their uh, Julios from Spain, I'm sure. And it's called Io Io. I, oh, I, oh, yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, they can't sing at all, but boy, a couple of them look pretty good. So I'm sure that they'd be very big in South Florida, but uh, you'll never hear it because who the hell would play it? See what I'm saying? Nobody would play it. That's unfortunate because they would be humongous in South Florida. Believe you me, especially in Dead County. They'd be big, huge. But, and maybe they do play them. I don't know. We don't listen to that uh, hoochie-coochie stuff they play. Who no. knows what they're playing? I don't know. Somebody's listening. A lot of them. 20 before 11 at 560. We got Mo Howard, David, Mad Dog at 4. 7 o'clock, you got UM South Carolina NIT basketball. Man, the NIT, that's the big time, isn't it? No. Oh, yeah. Eddie K after the basketball game. That's our lineup, our award winning lineup. And we just continue showing up against all odds here at QAM. And now that we lost the Dolphins, man, how are we going to, how do we continue? How are we going to be able to get up in the morning? Man. You know, even after all this time, after I've told you a zillion times, some people still think it's just a little peculiar to buy a bed over the phone. When you call this number, 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for dollar mattress, you'll find out for yourself. They've got the most liberal exchange policy, so there's absolutely nothing to risk. Did you know that 1-800-MATTRESS has got more repeat customers than anybody else in the industry? So once you try it, I'll guarantee it. I'll bet you Ray Perry's life on it. You'll never go back to a showroom again. Well, and By the way, speaking of losing the Dolphins, what's Ray Perry going to do now, huh? Panthers don't exist? I don't know. We don't got the heat? Marlon I mean, he's going to be Mr. Marlin, I guess, huh? Anyway, Dollar Mattress will get no nonsense, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be calling the company ranked number one, numero uno in customer satisfaction. They carry all the big names in the business. they got Sealy, Serta, King Coyle, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Now Dollar Mattress offers no payments or interest till 2006, too, so it's an unbeatable combination all the way around. Call Dollar Mattress today for all the details, toll-free, 1-800-MATTRESS. Yours truly, along with Mo, Jorge, Miguel, Fatboy, and lots of others at QM, all satisfied customers at Dollar Mattress for a long time. Call them now or log on to their website, mattress.com, to guarantee yourself the best sleep you've ever had for years to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Exclusively, when I was a kid, all my friends used to come on over to my place because they knew my mom had been down to Winn-Dixie. She'd always have something good to eat for all of us. Then one day, my sister found this dog running through the store. Called it, you guessed it, Winn-Dixie. Nowadays, though, things are getting tough. Ever since Winn-Dixie declared bankruptcy, it's been slim pickings around here. Good thing Mama went belly up before Winn-Dixie did, or it would have killed her. But everybody still comes over to my place. And although the cupboard's getting bare, we can always whip up something good. Winn-Dixie, come here. You're real tender, aren't you? Let me show you something I learned in Korea. And if anybody complains about the hair in their food, we'll just blame it on Winn-Dixie. Wouldn't be the first time, I guarantee you that. 14 before 11 at 560 WQM. Here's a, a fantasy letter, it says, from Greg Reed, formerly the broadcast station of the Miami Dolphins, WQM, from the desk of Gregory General Manager to all staff. Again, this is a fantasy letter, 
As you all know by now, WQM has lost the rights to broadcast the Miami Dolphins. This decision should in no way be a reflection of the way I have managed the station. My daily attention to detail and my open management styles always put a smile on your faces, as has my cheerful disposition. In lieu of the unforeseen decision of the Dolphins organization, the following employees should immediately start looking for another job. Josh Darrow, Duff Lindsay, Curtis Raymond, Gary Sarner, Todd Greck, Jeff High, Troy Stratford, George Corso, Howard David, Steve Goldstein. The projected loss of revenue compounds the fact that your jobs are expendable. It's time to trim the fat from WQAM. The remaining WQM support staff should be on notice that they, too, can be canned at any moment, for example, if we lose UM as well. In the meantime, I wish you all well advised at this very moment. Security is on the way to escort each of you out of the building. As the policy of WQAM, should any of you need a reference or recommendation for a new job, it will only be on a case-by-case basis and will be issued either by myself or Joyce from corporate. Therefore, I suggest you leave with grace and dignity should you ever want to work in this market again. Signed, Greg. That's cute, isn't it? That's cute. I think there's some names left off of that list, but nevertheless, I don't think we're going to get any more stuff for our poll here today, which there ought to be thousands more. What's the most embarrassing, um, embarrassing thing you could have in your yeah. house or car? 280 oh. votes is all we got. That's pretty slim. Could we put lists on what? the poll? Could we put what? A list. Blow up to 104, butt plug 87, dildo 36, car air freshener 22, my spouse 18, body wash 12, and uh, 8 track player 1. The guy that called it in, obviously. WQAM, hello. Hey, Rogers. God, how are you? Okay. Hey, I was thinking I heard the caller uh, with the dog, and that made me think of one for the, for the poll. Yes, sir. Um, one, a little toy dog, whether it be a little poodle or a little chihuahua. Got the guys over for the game, and the little thing won't quit yelping. Right. Toy dog is good. I like that. All right. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Pally. Yeah, and some people put those little toy dogs on the back of their, the back inside right. the back um, uh, rear window of the car. Oh, mm-hmm. man. The bubblehead dog. Oh, right. gee. That is so tacky, so rednecky, so sad. First of all, it's also against the law, by the way. Is it really? Yes, it is. Putting, no any, putting any object in uh, your front uh, window or rear um, window. And that in any you. way, blocked portion of your view is illegal, but not that I know anybody ever gets ticketed for that. No, I never heard of such a thing. But, they WQAM, hello. Oh, Q- let, me call you. let me call you back. Okay, call me back, or not. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I don't know if you happen to see the uh, God Squad was out in full effect uh, on the uh, chat shows last night. Um, divine intervention. That's what. Oh, and no question about it, man. CNN, CNN even had the no, thing on the bottom of the screen no. there, the big thing. The power of prayer. And now this whole. Then come to find out that this Ashley Smith, her background, she was a, a real slime ball. Yeah, well, you know, you notice they didn't bring that up about the the the, the nutcase lunatic Bible thumper that killed all the people in the church, but got no, enough. No, to no, do they're with not that. talking about that story at oh, all. No. For whatever reason, that well, I guess we know what the reason is. But in this case, we got a wonderful story because she was a slimeball teenager, but then she found God, and then yeah. this guy just uh, this uh, Brian Nichols just happened to wander into her and into the apartment, and she turned him on to God, and uh, yada yada, and all yeah, sorts of crap. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of curious in uh, that she he happened to on her, and uh, he happened to go to that house and her. And, that will all come out sooner or later. I think he was, uh, you know, doing... You the, see, divine intervention. That's yeah, it, you're right. Divine intervention is absolutely correct. And uh, the, the, you know, Lord, right. the Lord had that road map in his head. Yeah, all the, all the wacko pastors and priests, they were all over oh, yeah. and the books. And she and was the, reading this top one, number one selling book by this pastor uh, with, with a flower shirt that gets 80,000 people a week in California. It's, it's just pathetic. It makes me want to barf. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Good point. Just like last night, I saw on biography, the Abella Lugosi biography, which was great. And just before that, I'm, I'm just channel surfing. There's nothing on. I got 700 freaking channels on here. There's nothing on. And so I watched Seventh Heaven. 
Not that it's a good show. It's an awful show. I mean, even Family was a fabulous show compared to this, and Family was corny. But uh, I watch it because there's some uh, hot people on there. Jessica Biel. But anyway, so uh, now do you watch that show? Just for her. Did you see it last night? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. So the young daughter, uh, I don't know what her name is, but she's cute. Anyway, she uh, can't get a date, and so she picks out this one kid in school, Victor. He was cute. And anyway, um, so uh, finally uh, she makes a deal with her brother, who she thinks the brother was uh, shacked up with some. He's living in the uh, garage or something with his own apartment, and he made it look like he was uh, spent the night with some other chick. So anyway, to make a long story short, she blackmails him, and she won't tell anybody as long as he uh, gets her uh, hooked up with Victor. So finally, Victor calls uh, the daddy, which, as you know, the daddy in that story is a minister. Right. Even though there's all this uh, hanky-panky going on and everybody is as horny as can be and the hormones are raging on that show, but Daddy's a minister. Even Daddy is horny, too, as a matter of fact. But anyway, so the kid calls up and Daddy invites him over to talk about whatever his problems are. And the problem is that the parents, the kid's parents want him to go to church and he's never gone. Now, in, in the real world, the, a real person would have said to the kid, well, you know something, if you don't believe in this crap and you don't want to go, oh, no, no problem. You can still be a good person without going to church. But, of course, that doesn't happen. Because on television, even on the WB, that can't pop. Isn't that WB or whichever one it is? Whichever. Uh, that can't happen. No, inconceivable. Right. You've got to go to church to be and find God in order to be a good person and to well, find the answers to life and all of this other bull crap. You've got to be one of our customers. And so as a result, Victor says, oh, yeah, I'll go to church. And he kisses his uh, young daughter, and that's, uh, that's it, on the cheek, and bye-bye. Oh, by the way, speaking of kissing on the cheek. Rectum. The FCC yesterday rejected complaints alleging that affiliates of the ABC television network broadcast indecent material. Oh, Selma Hayek. Now, what movie was she in? She's been in a few. Now, why does that come to my mind? Because there was an interview with her last night. She was in uh, 54. Okay. Yes. With Ryan Philippe. Oh, you saw that movie? Yes. That was a pretty bad movie. Gay. Now, come on. Yes, you're right. Well, of course it was because Steve, oh. what was the guy, Rubel, was that his name? Yeah, the yeah, he was the founder, one of the co-partner. He was the partner. That was Mike Myers in the movie. Right. It was a horrible movie, and I liked it because Ryan Philippe was running around naked the whole movie, and Miguel liked it because uh, uh, Salma Hayek was in it. Yes. Plus and the old lady was hilarious. Huh? And the old lady was hilarious. Uh, the old lady was great, and then, of course, the bad part of it is she croaked. Oh, I shouldn't have told him that. She that. Well, of course, that was a true story. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Is that is that part truth that we know? I don't know. I don't know. Well, she was popping a few too many pills. That was the problem. Of course, everybody in there was popping something. I wonder if Rush ever went to uh, Studio 54. Before his time, I guess. Right. The FCC yesterday rejected complaints alleging that affiliates of the ABC television network broadcast indecent material last year prior to a Monday Night Football telecast. The fact that they were even considering this, the fact that there was even a minor tinnitus about that episode indicates how far down the food chain America has come. I feel so bad for yous. The segment featured a steamy encounter between Eagles wide receiver Terrell, I'm sorry, Terrell Owens and actress Nicola Sheridan from ABC's Desperate Housewives. That's Nicola Sheridan who used to be on Knott's Landing with Pat Peterson. The commission concluded in a memorandum opinion and order that the episode broadcast at 9 p.m. was not sufficiently explicit or graphic to be deemed indecent. During the scene, Owens, who is suited up for the game, is alone in a locker room with Sheridan, who is clad only in a towel. Oh! The FCC described the scene as follows. After he rebuffs her advances, telling her that the game is about to start and that his team needs him, she drops her towel. The camera shows her from the back, nude from the waist up. The viewer cannot see her body below the waist. He responds, "Oh hell, the team's going to win. have to win without me. And then she leaps into his arms. The scene concludes with two other characters from Desperate Housewives watching the locker room encounter on their TV who remark how desperate Sheridan appears and then change the channel to the game, repeating the traditional Monday Night Football introduction, Are you ready for some football? The game broadcast then commences. 
Though federal courts have upheld Congress's authority to regulate the airing of indecent speech, the First Amendment is a critical constitutional limitation that depends that demands that indecency determinations we proceed cautiously and with appropriate restraint, the agency said. Oh, when's that going to start? Right, we proceed cautiously. The commissioners concluded that the material was not patently offensive and thus not indecent. The Monday Night Football segment, although sexually suggestive, is not graphic or explicit, the order said. Except for a moment when her back is exposed to camera, Sheridan and Owens were fully clothed throughout, it said. Although the scene apparently is intended to be titillating, it simply is not graphic or explicit enough to be indecent under our standard. The order was signed by FCC Secretary Marlene H. Dorch. Dorch. She's sitting out on the porch in a rocking chair. After the segment aired, the FCC received many complaints, alleging that it contained indecent material, the agency said in a news release. A spokeswoman on Monday said they would not divulge how many complaints were received. I would think... About 30, man! Tops. Oh, you're generous. Yeah, probably about two. Despite the FCC decision, Commissioner Michael J. Copps chastened the network anyway in a separate statement. Oh, yeah. At a time when recent surveys show that a substantial majority of parents are very concerned that children are being exposed to too much inappropriate content, no, I would hope that television broadcasters go the extra mile in exercising self-discipline when airing or promoting programming that may not be appropriate for younger viewers, he'd be saying. There wasn't much self-discipline in this particular promotion. As stewards of the public airwaves, broadcasters can and do better, should do better. A spokeswoman for the network said she had no comment. Last week, FCC Chairman Outgoing Michael Powell at his last commission meeting, he had said he would leave the agency this month, announced Friday that he'll spend three months as a senior fellow at the Aspen Institute, a Washington-based organization whose stated mission is to foster enlightened leadership and open-minded dialogue. <laughs> oh, boy. What? FCC spokeswoman Janice Wise says she didn't know who will replace Powell, who stirred controversy last year when he led the charge against CBS and its affiliates for the Janet Jackson booby flat. ABC, of course, is owned by Walt Disney, who's got bigger fish to fry. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusively on 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Any questions? Okay. Waterboard dunk. We like to drown them with a waterboard dunk. That's what you do when your country is run. Buy a pack of dirty neocon pumps to make them give that information up. Then gag and tie them up for a waterboard dunk. Pyramid pile. We rake the tainies in a pyramid pile. Nazi torture all American style. Rape the Tainies in a pyramid pile. Everybody is a terrorist, and so we must persist to rape them in a pile. Retarded cowboy and his good Christian cops have no shame about how they make them talk. Even if they have nothing to say, occupiers always act this way. Rape a little boy until he screams. Hey, they're just letting off steam. Hillbilly Christian cops. With all this freedom that we have to spread, they should be happy that we're making them dead. Chop their fingers off and put them in cups. Yes. And write it off as college prankster fun. That's the Saudi tax American way. God bless the USA. Now the insurgents are us. Oh! 11.03 at 560 WQM. We got some very good news for you today from the new National Enquirer, my Bible. Mm-hmm. See, that's one thing. If uh, Brian Nichols would have broken into my apartment, I'd have uh, the Enquirer sitting here. And I would have held it up in the air, and he would have, like, he would have recoiled like uh, Dracula. Speaking of uh, Bela Lugosi, that was, that was a good uh, uh, biography. 
That's, I love that channel. Which oh, and look at what's on the back page. No, Remember I told you before the show how they wrote this glowing article about Christy Alley and she lost 20 mm-hmm. pounds? Mm-hmm. Guess what's on the back page an of ad, the Inquirer? An ad for Jenny? A big full-page ad in color. Kirstie Alley is Fat Actress. Premieres Monday, March 7th mm-hmm. on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Adds up there, right? <laughs> oh. Adds Even, up. How do you like that? And with that purple outfit, she's got as fat as a cow. And she's even got her finger in her mouth like she's going to start chewing on that, too, if that Jenny Craig don't arrive real quick with that chocolate cake. And, of course, the fettuccine. She is, I can't, I just can't repeat it often enough. Maybe I'm going to say it every day on the show. She makes me gag. Although Fat Boy with the three dozen donuts, I guess, puts her to shame. Now, has there been any denial of that? Have we had any more uh, feedback, so to speak, on that? I have not heard a word. Wow. I mean... I mean, I know that. Now, I'll admit yesterday, because of the stress of the show yesterday and the kind of emotional crippled behavior of Duff Lindsay and Clarence Darrow, uh, put me, like, way over the edge. So I went out to the to, uh, Dominion, and I bought me a, a box. But they sure have. I'll tell you one thing. In America, and I've said this before, I've been in supermarkets all around uh, Europe and uh, here. Nowhere, anywhere, they got the selection of food that you've got in the U.S., which isn't necessarily good because that's why everybody's fat and dying. But nevertheless, as far as taste is concerned, variety... No, no. But anyway, so I bought a box of four score Eskimo pies. Remember I told you about those? Yeah. It's, it's Eskimo pies with score ice cream inside. Oh and of course, God. I eat them uh, one. Although they're fairly small. They're not the full-size Eskimo pies. They're mm-hmm. about, like, I would say two-thirds of the size. And I ate them one after the other, side by each. Yeah, yeah why? None. It's depressing. Well, why is it depressing? Like My blood sugar this morning though. is great. It's 108. That's an excellent number, man. I'm doing fine. Right. My weight is 190. Okay. But I just, I had the need, man. I had to get that uh, that stuff going in your brain. <laughs> and I had to get my serotonin levels up. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Nothing, I can relate. When these people continue dragging you down, and I, and I don't know what's the matter with Miss Lindsay. Well, I do know an emotional cripple. She's got a lot of, a lot of issues. I, I don't want to deal with those people. I don't want to talk to them. I, I've told them this I don't know how many times. She comes in there again this morning. You know, because if he doesn't talk to me, I guess he's not going to no, no reason to put on his resume of why he uh, continues being in the building. I mean, you know, and why was it necessary for the two of them to have to come in there together yesterday? Have you noticed this new deal, like sure. I told Hank, where they're joined at the hip, uh, Duff and Clarence and Clarence and Duff and Jimmy and Danny? What, what is it? Why was it necessary for the two of them? Like, like the world was coming to an end. Strength in numbers. Oh, is that what it is? Sure. Yeah, well, they need strength in numbers when you've got a couple of cowards like that, a couple of emotional cripples. Oh, gee, I got a hangnail, Greg. Oh, Maddie Bell looked at me dirty, Greg. Boy, butch up already, will you please, you pathetic quizlings, you. And when I come back to town very soon, I'm going to tell you right now, I sure as hell don't want to be involved with those people. Don't even, don't even come around me because I won't even look at you. Just get lost. Anybody who would do to anybody else. I told Duff this yesterday on the phone. I called him in the afternoon. I said, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy if I knew who that was. I wouldn't do it to anybody, what you people did to me like four minutes before I go on here yesterday. Like, like there was some major crisis, like the world was... Which there was not. It's just more of the same old crap. There was no big deal. But, oh, my God, like the sky is falling and the world is coming to an end. And, and let me say it again. I didn't put Scott Farrell or Howard Stern on this radio station. Go look elsewhere to find your problems, okay? It's not in our studios, so while you're rifling through there on a weekend, don't be looking for the solution to that problem. Now, getting back to the story in the Inquirer, Dick Clark, ready to die. Sources say he's secluded at home and partially paralyzed. All right. Now, this is a guy that we used to like. At least most of us used to like him. I think Hank liked him, too, as a matter of fact. Isn't that what he said this morning? Okay. I don't remember. But nevertheless, yeah, oh, I don't, that's right. you don't have to repeat it. But once uh, he was outed by 
Michael Moore as being the slimeball that he is, the exploiter of human suffering that he is. Uh, and, then, and then you'll notice very shortly after that, God smote him, man. He smited him. He struck his ass down with a first stroke, and then when that didn't do the job, the Lord looked down and said, Hey, let's try it again, okay? Practice makes perfect, and bada-bing, that was it. Music icon Dick Clark, the man hailed as America's oldest teenager, is ready to die, say sources, to which we can only say... Sadly, according to insiders, the once vital radio and TV legend remains partially paralyzed and barely able to speak after suffering two strokes in early December 2004. Now 75, Clark has been in seclusion since returning to his Malibu home after a seven-week hospital stay, and insiders fear he's living on borrowed time. Dick Clark, as America knows him, no longer exists, a source close to the beloved entertainer revealed. The strokes he suffered were extremely serious, not just serious, but extremely serious. Although it's nearly impossible to get any concrete details out of the family, it's clear that he's not well enough to leave the house or function on his own. While initially he couldn't speak, Dick can now speak on a limited basis, as in, uh, uh, like that. But he still struggles to talk, and he's partially paralyzed and spends too much of his time in bed. Another Clark Camp insider added, I think Dick is completely demoralized. He's doing rehab in his house every day, but his heart just isn't in it. Entertaining people was his reason for living. I thought it was making money was his reason for living, yeah. making huge chunks mm -hmm. of it. Dick would rather go out now with the public remembering him as being the great impresario who looked and acted decades younger than he was. And they got a recent picture of him here now, and believe me, he's making up for lost time. Ironically, Clark's worst nightmare was that he'd spend his final days debilitated and unable to work. Dick's greatest fear, especially since he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes a decade ago, was that he'd be incapacitated by either a heart attack or a stroke, said the source. He knew that diabetes sufferers are high-risk candidates for stroke and heart attack. Eerily, just prior to the stroke crisis, Dick said that he hoped he died while he was still vital. He built up an image of never-ending youthfulness, always felt obligated to live up to that image, and he never wanted to be a burden on his family, especially his wife, Carrie. Right now... Dick's life consists of physical therapy sessions at his Malibu home and not much else. The family has purposely been trying to paint a picture that he's fine. He's just fine. Oh, we're fine. And only suffered a minor setback, but I don't think Dick is coming out of this. When contacted by the Inquirer, Clark's longtime publicist, Paul Shepard, insists Clark is fine and denied that he's experienced any depression or expressed the will to die. But a neighbor and friend of the American bandstand host added, Poor Dick is a shell of his former self. The strokes have ravaged his entire body. It seems like his wife and three children are keeping a tight lid on his condition because they want people to remember him as he was, not as he is now. They're hoping against hope that he'll make a miraculous uh, recovery, but one top TV executive told me Dick's outlook isn't good. There isn't a lot more doctors can do for him. Meanwhile, his daughter Cindy's running Dick Clark Productions, which produces New Year's Rock and Eve, American Dreams, Golden Globe Awards, American Music Royale. How do you like that? There's some good news for you. Oh! For those of us who find him repulsive and disgusting and a grave robber. How do you like that? WQAM, stand out there. QAM, hello. Hi. WQAM, hello. QAM. See, I was reading too long. Miguel should have probably interrupted and said, boy, you're reading too much. It's okay. okay. I got a lot more. Whether you like it or not, we don't really care. We don't care what you think, smartass. WQAM, hello. This is Eddie. WQAM, hello. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. How you doing today? Okay. I got one for your poll. Yes, good. How about an autographed picture of Bill Kamal down at the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Well, I got another one. How about Playgirl Magazine? All right. That would be embarrassing for most of these guys since we have like 99% sure. male audience. Playgirl Magazine, get it on there. I, I thought this list would grow by leaps. I, I thought this was a good right. poll today. It is a good idea. And you thought it was a good poll, but... Sure. Uh, well, we there you don't go. like that's, it. That's why we they don't. We don't want to. Mm -hmm. We don't want to. Man. 
Just, just like that first caller, you know, he, he was right when he talked about being just a, a sour uh, South Florida piece of crap who just wanted to uh, stir a bunch of negativity and stir the pot again and pick up where we left off yesterday. Not interested. When I've got something legitimate to get psychotic about, like yesterday, I'll do it. But I'm not, I'm not going to, like, uh, when you snap your fingers, get psychotic on demand, okay? Sorry. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hey, Neil. Looks like they uh, gave it to you good yesterday, but you're going to pull through, thank God. Thank you, uh, man. Got, got one for you. A, a toupee. No offense, Mo. Okay, good one. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> toupee would be good. The old muskrat. Do, 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 do. Ramble. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, how are you today? Good. Neil? Yes, I am. Hey, um, listen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering why um, uh, we haven't been able to find Bin Laden yet. Do you think we're still looking for him, or are we just over there uh, to Rich Dick Chase? He's probably having dinner with the uh, Saudi royal family right now, okay, with uh, bon Bandar Bush and a whole other guns and Mishpocha. Well, where did that come from? Well, 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 uh, what I is that know. all about? Huh? I don't know. Black Osama, your mama. That's my comment to that. Twelve minutes after 11. Speaking of finding a bad hairpiece in somebody's house, uh, here's the deal. Chuck Alfieri would like to avoid you the embarrassment of putting a dead mouse on your head or a muskrat or any of those other horrible-looking things. They all look the same. Well, not the same. It's just a matter of degree. Some of them are embarrassing. Some of them are humiliating. And some of them are totally degrading because they all look silly. But Charlie's got his new skin-like hair system that is 100% undetectable. That's right. Let me say it again. 100% undetectable. It's the natural hairline system that's the best-looking piece anywhere in the world. And the reason it doesn't look like one of those mousy-looking things is because it looks like the real hair, like it's grown out of your scalp, as opposed to a barnyard animal infested your head. Try Charlie's system for just 30 days. About 30, man. A month, and after a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting clawed at and pawed at and just uh, grabbed at, return it for a full refund. So you have nothing to lose but that ugly bald spot that makes you look pretty sad and a lot older, too. Call Charlie today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413, and tell the Alfieri folks you heard about it here on the Neil Rogers Show to get your special $200 discount off the regular $800 price of Charlie's natural hairline system. Don't forget, the secret to a great hair system is make sure that nobody can tell you where in one. So if you want something that looks great like real hair, this is the only way to go. Call Charlie today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413, or on the web, it's charlesalfieri.com. You're listening to Neil Rogers. The rest of the on 560 QAM. I've been giving it some thought. See? Oh, what do you think of this? I knows that me and you can do much better go with six to ten and not at five. A gentile and a cranky Jew. I think we might be happy to get there. I think you really got out of your mind, you gotta have your wee-wee bag, strapped on too tight, no chance I'll do a show with you, <laughs> I'd rather die, we'd be crappy together. Why, I'll have you know that I'm a big mocking Jew from Brooklyn Heights, I've been raised by everybody but you, you're not my type. Me and Mo, that would blow. No way that if we had a fight, that you'd survive. Who'd want to hear a genitile in pushy tight? That's crappy together. Go with you with me, 
for me is much better six than ten, not five. It's only right that I should get more sleep at night. I think we might be happy together. Happy together. No. Eleven nineteen at five sixty WQM. We got two hundred and sixty votes, but evidently, uh, Chip, he was probably the first caller this morning. Chip, wouldn't you think? Okay. What are you eating now? Not uh, more donuts. No, nice salad from Publix. Oh, a salad from Publix. Well, that's nice. I bet your old friend Marcello would be happy. Remember the salad guy? Well, it's not one of his salads. Marcello with the salads? Well, we haven't heard from him in a long time. But see, I don't forget. I know. Anyway, uh, Chip faxes and says, very sad. This goes to show you what... This is pathetic. I don't give a crap what anybody says. I talked about doing this poll uh, last Friday. I told you I was going to do this. Nothing and you said, hey, that's a good idea. I don't see anything wrong with this. He says, Neil, what kind of, what the hell kind of poll is this today? Why not just ask what flavor barium enema did you use today? Who's responsible for this Schmidt? God uh, blank Joyce to hell, it says. Well, guess what? I'm responsible for it. It's my idea. If you don't like it, Jim, blow it out your behind. How do you like that? Your big fat uh, ass. The answer is strawberry, by the way. Yeah, strawberry enema. No, I like uh, boysenberry myself. I know. What I a know joke. Like See, this is what you get from Florida. <laughs> Just like the very first caller this morning. <laughs> You're going to be very upset. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Not the least bit. Vernon, by the way, who doesn't understand that the dildo and a vibrator are the same thing? What's wrong well, with Vernon? One vibrates and one does not. Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, let's not get too deeply into that, okay? Hey, now. But he also says Preparation H. I guess even though there are many of us who would have Preparation H around because life is pain in the butt, right? but I guess Preparation H would be fine. Since we're not getting a whole lot of additions of this pool, and maybe that's because it's such a terrible pool, it must be Joyce's idea, dang it. According to Chip, when you grow up already and cut the crap, Jesus. Line 9, you know, this is going to be great. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, this is going to be great. How are we going? All right. I just want to say congratulations for QAM because the Dolphin organization blows, and yes. now we can rip them an ass without any repercussions from the management of the Dolphin organization. Absolutely correct. Right. And just for what? I mean, that's the answer. That's why I'm glad I used to be a Dolphin fan. So Gus for what? Gus for what is not a lot. And the best part is you should have heard not. the people on Clear Channel jumping up and down. Just it's a, you know, who cares about the Dolphins? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What does Clear Channel have to do with it? Well, what station are they on now? Uh, no, they're on 790. Yeah, they were like, oh, they, they were like, certain shows are like, oh, those a-holes on QAM. They're all, oh, like, you know, it's like they want to dance on your funeral. Yeah. And well, I'm like, cares? you know, it's, it's, a, it's like... Well, a, what, what, what shows would those be, sir? What shows are we talking about? We can name names on this we station. We're not names? afraid. Yeah. The old... Jackass Ron and Paul. Oh, who cares about that? Isn't that a joke? There, this is a guy that was desperate to get on his radio station and couldn't get hired uh, in a, if he had a bag of money with him. Give me a break, Ron and Paul dancing on our grave. That'll be the day. Guess what, Ron? We still don't want you here. How do you like that? Or Paul, or whichever one of you, Paul Castronova. See, I can't even separate him anymore. Old Paul and ancient Ron Castronova, man. We had, remember the Duff Lindsay calls and the P.D. Lenny calls, then I got calls up here from P.D. Lenny. Oh, what do you think? That was when, that was when we were going through our 85,000 changes in the morning, which is right. not all that long ago. Those calls that never actually took place. Right, the calls that he denies, and he never wanted on this show. You're full of it, man. 
You hate Clear Channel like, like poison. Why, why don't you at least for once in your life tell the truth, you lying sack of crap, Mr. Ripoff artist? But anyway, who cares? As if the Dolphins are where our success came from. Right. First of all, it's been years since the Dolphins had any numbers on Sunday because, number one, they force you to carry them on your FM, and number two, because every game is televised, and number three, now they're on XM or Sirius. Who's got it, Miguel? XM. XM's got all the NFL games on there. So, so there's, there's, there's nothing there except a hell of a lot of work, and you struggle to try to make your money back, and it's uh, basically a lost leader. So who needs them? Pack them a salami sandwich, the Dolphins, the 4-12 and 12 Dolphins. She-male pornos, okay? That okay. uh, sounds yeah. fine. She-male pornos. Sure. Somebody faxed in. Embarrassing. Oh, here's a uh, poll suggestion. Uh, okay. It says, by the way, have you heard the midday show on 790 with O.J. McDuffie? How would I hear that if I wanted to? Oh, my God. Sounds like Michael Irvin on a bad day. Uh, what an abomination. Oh, yeah, that's that stiff competition we're up against there on 790, the ticket. They got the ticket, baby. They're in a dream world. They're fantasizing. They're hallucinating. They're in la-la land. We got Joe Rose, and now we got the 4-12 and 12 Dolphins, okay? Like I said, all you got is Joe Rose. And I'm never going to knock Joe. Joe, is, we like him. He's a great guy. He's good on the air. He's got a good following. That's what they got, period. I'm not one of these guys that's going to start knocking him just because he went across the street. In fact, quite frankly, I say more power to him. I say kudos to Joe. I like because the he was, he was treated not just once, but twice right. so badly on this radio station that you can't even begin to imagine... The way he was treated, which is probably why his sponsors don't want anything to do with this station. I, I, I can't, you know, I, I gave second thought to that the other day, and now I realize what that's all about. All the lies he was told in the meetings that uh, didn't materialize, and mm -hmm. he he was just being uh, strung along while they were making the deal to get Stern on here in the meantime. And that's your uh, talk about the Stern experiment. Here's another thing that just uh, finally culminated today. Another thing that blew up right in Greg Reed's face. And corporate, okay? And that is bye-bye to the Dolphins. And they can make up all the stories in the world about, well, and like I just said, it's true as far as the numbers are concerned. But from a prestige standpoint, let's face it, everything else in sports in this town is like, uh, you know, way, way behind. The Dolphins are, the NFL football is heads and shoulders above any other sport, not just in this market, but all the markets. So they can thank the stern decision again for saying bye-bye to the Dolphins, because that's what put the nail in the coffin, if you recall those ugly days. Nice going. And, of course, is Stern still on the air? Oh. Was it a, uh, oh, what a disaster. What an absolute. And I tried to tell him, I don't want to keep repeating this every day, but nobody will listen to old Neil. He's only been in the market 100 years. He's only been around the block with these maniacs 100 years. Oh, brother. Oh, I saw him. What was the expression he was, uh, uh, that very jackass kept writing? He was intrigued. He was intrigued oh. by the idea of putting Stern. He's intrigued. Well, how intrigued are you now, sweetheart? Huh? How about you're really intrigued now that you're a paper tiger? Now, he, he's got to check with Joyce every uh, couple hours and see which hand he can wipe with. That, that's the kind of boss he is now. Straw boss. See, we used to think that Duff and Clarence were the, uh, the, the straw bosses. They're the straw underboss now. Get it? Huh? I'm sorry. That's the pecking order. That's the pecking order. Get it straight, Duff. I, I don't want to see those people. I mean, what they did to me, and he, and he comes in this morning, and I, I almost fell off his chair when I heard that voice. At least give it a couple of days rest so I can, like, cool down after, after the crap that you pulled. Oh, no, he's got to come right back. Oh, we're not going to be a monitoring or doing any dumping. Yeah, like, as if I don't already know that. Why do you think I'm here this morning, Mr. Psycho? Huh? Mr. Basket Case? B.C. People think B.C. stands for Before Christ. It stands for Basket Case. Muff Lindsay, the Bluffmeister. God. 
27 after 11 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, your carpeting is as bad as your sink when it comes to collecting germs and schmutz and grime and all kinds of bad stuff in there. So do yourself a favor like I've been doing for over 20 years in a variety of homes in South Florida and call the best people in the universe dry concepts. They will really sanitize your home. Not just your carpeting, but also your furniture, your upholstery, your drapery, your area rugs, those expensive oriental rugs. They do a fantastic job of dry cleaning, which nobody else in the world does, which leaves them looking and smelling and feeling just like brand new. And, of course, because Dry Concepts uses a rapid drying technique, your carpets are dry just an hour and a half after they finish the job, so you really can, like they always say, clean today and entertain tonight. And no rip-offs or scams when you call these folks, which is a rarity in the carpet cleaning business, because they give you a guaranteed written price up front before they start doing their fantastic job. Believe me, it would be the biggest favor I can do for you if I get you to call them one time. You'd never dream of using anybody else. In Dade, Broward, and the Palm Beaches, call Dry Concepts toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071 or online at dryconcepts.com. That's Dry Concepts, making carpets clean in South Florida since 1979. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. Every nation's trying to keep Iran from building up Show up Josh Cordes with a spelling today. Look at how he's got toupee spelled on that poll today. I looked it up. T-U-P-E-E. Toupee. Okay. You, maybe you looked it up, but you sure didn't spell it right. You left out the... Oh! Okay. T-O-U-P-E-E. Damn you it. got toupee, which I think is where the Indians live. I thought live. it was weird. Yeah, you looked it up. Toupee or not? Oh, brother. 385 votes on the poll. Pretty weak. It's a terrible poll. Even Chip said so. It must be Joyce's fault, don't you think? That Joyce. What are we going to do about Joyce? Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing you can have in your car or house? Somebody's got another good one. A picture of George W. Bush. I think that's uh, going to get a lot of votes. Blow up doll, 142. Butt plug, 119. Dildo, 52. My spouse, 22. Car air freshener, 22. Some of that liquid cherry would be good. Body wash, 18. 8-track player, 4. Toy dog, 3. Shemale porn, 2. Toopy has got 2. Playgirl magazine, 1. And prep H don't have any. Yeah, everybody's got prep H. I mean, life is a pain in the... <laughs> Yes, right? I don't, but I've got Roy Turner later. Even Jose Canseco said he had it. Right. What about Tux? What about what? Tux? Yeah, what about them? Medicated. I know what they are. Right. They're medicated pads. Why would that be embarrassing? I mean, if you had Roy's. So then what about, then why would Tux be embarrassing? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Judge says California can't ban a gay marriage. Gay. A judge ruled yesterday that California's ban on gay marriage is unconstitutional. A legal milestone that, if upheld on appeal, would open the way for more, the most popular state to follow Massachusetts in allowing same-sex couples to wed in Ontario and British Columbia and uh, Quebec. Judge Richard Kramer of San Francisco County's trial-level superior court likened the ban to laws requiring racial segregation in schools and said there appears to be no rational purpose for denying marriage to gay couples. The ruling came in response to lawsuits filed by the city of San Francisco and a dozen gay couples a year ago after the California Supreme Court halted a four-week same-sex marriage spree started by Mayor Gavin Newsom. 
The opinion had been eagerly awaited because of San Francisco's historical and hysterical role as a gay rights battleground. Gay marriage supporters hailed the ruling as a historic development akin to the 1948 state Supreme Court decision that made California the first state to legalize interracial marriage. Today's ruling is an important step toward a more fair and just California that rejects discrimination and affirms family values for all California families, San Francisco City Attorney Dennis Herrera said. Yada, 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 and a partridge in a pear tree. And, of course, the opponents are going to appeal now. What are they doing to us? They're just defiling the institution of marriage. Yeah. Take a look at that poll today. My spouse, 22 votes. Here's the facts from Bobby who says, My vote for the poll, a poll would be uh, pictures of my fave actress, RuPaul. I want to be just like her when I grow up. <laughs> oh. And look at the address on the top of this fact. Yeah, County not... criminal. Explain hey, a lot. I, got you. I guess they probably worked on Bobby on the inside. Kind of turned him around a little bit if you catch my drift. 567 0560, pound 560. Just like uh, Brian Nichols turned Ashley Smith around. Or was it the other way around? I'm not really sure. <laughs> round and round. Yeah, round and round they went. Like Perry Como. He's still dead, by the way. That's a good news. <laughs> First Perry Como and then Dick Clark. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, Pally. Um, I got one for your phone. This is the mad delivery driver. I got one for your phone. Yes, sir. Condoms, man. Oh, yeah, that's really embarrassing. Uh... Church fights Da Vinci Code novel. And see, Miguel doesn't like my reading these stories, you know? You're, you're, a, you're a clown. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Want me to keep taking calls like that? Oh, that's pretty embarrassing, <laughs> finding condoms in your house. Oh, oh gee, what would the neighbors sure. say? You might be doing something in there. Oh, brother. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I was wondering if you had any comments, little old news now, but on Roland Stedham's uh, leaving South Florida market. Any comments on it? Like what? Because, man, that guy was so cool, man, Roland Stedham. Oh, yeah. And on the last Roll night, if you got him. he started crying on his last uh, broadcast. No, he didn't. Get yeah, him. and he's like, ooh, and Julie Yarbo is like, oh, we're going to miss you. Yeah. And he was thinking, Pack him a sandwich, baby. Small potatoes. Roland Stedham's leaving South Florida. Wow, that's big heavy news, man. Oh. Like I said, a little hick town, a bunch of hick town just spread out that South Florida. There is no city, there is no core, there is no focus, there is no hocus-pocus. There's just a bunch of little bedroom towns, all interconnected. One over here, there's Kendall, and here's Sweetwater, and here's Naranja, and here's Lemon City, and here's uh, Sweetwater, and here's, uh, what, Opalaka, and here's uh, Yakiaka, Liberty City, whatever you got. And Plantation, and Sunrise, and Sunset, and uh, Sunrise Lakes, and all this other Hollywood, and uh, just a bunch of bedroom towns. Talk about parochial, man. Get cereal. Jesus, I'm going to get serious. I'm telling you that right now. By hook or by crook, I'm going to start spreading. Just like an eagle, I'm going to spread my wings. I, You'll see. Wings, right? WQAM, hello. Michael Jackson's other glove. WQAM, hello. QAM. These are the calls that Miguel's been waiting all day for. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. i got a question for you. Mm -hmm. This demon George Bush is uh, pondering taking away Social Security. Not going to happen. Well, not, not pondering taking it away. He's pondering d destroying it. Exactly. Well, here's my yeah. point. It's not going to happen, sir. If you're over 55, yes. it's not going to affect you. Right. But it's, it's not going to happen anyway. Read, read my lips. It is not going to pass. There, is a, there isn't a Chinaman's chance in, uh, in hell that it's going to pass. Here's a guy. He doesn't want to listen to my answer. He wanted my comment, but he just wants to uh, keep repeating the same thing. And he is right. If you're over 55, if that did pass, it doesn't affect you anyway, alleged. Right. But it's not going to pass, so it's a moot right. point. 
See, I'm not one of those people who likes to waste a lot of time. Call mm-hmm. up Al Franken and uh, what's her name? Catherine Lamper. And you can discuss it. You can analyze it with them, okay? Catherine Lamper and Al Franken, who is really spreading out. He's going to be in Lubbock, Texas, I think it is. I read on the Internet this morning. They're in Austin now, and then they're going to be in uh, Midland, Texas, or Lubbock. One of those big markets there. He's spreading his wings. He just really loves the challenge of radio broadcasting. And then in 2008, he's going to go to Minnesota and run for office. Uh, yeah. And you wonder why the Democrats uh, couldn't win a fixed election? You notice the elections are fixed and they keep losing them. 400 votes even on a poll. That's pretty weak. We had over 1,000 yesterday. See how the mighty have fallen? Mm-hmm. That's because we had a major psychotic episode yesterday. Right. And, they, and this poll they enjoy is so that. bad. What? And this poll. Oh, know, and this poll is so bad. My God, like Chip said, holy cow, what do we come to now? That uh, gosh dang uh, Joyce. A curse. Right. There ain't, there's nothing wrong with this poll. And by the way, the poll about what flavor barium enema, that's going to be tomorrow, as a matter of fact, Chip. So you might want to chime in on that. If you are gay or lesbian, Massachusetts says, hey, come on in. It's been legal for the heteros. Wait till gays find out how much marriage blows. A nice honey moon on the cake. Say I do, and then there's no escape. Two years later, you're in divorce court. Pack your suitcase, head for Logan Airport. You'll fight all night. Goodbye, single cars. Hello, family cars. Now you suffer with us. One wedding ring and how things change. Forty-six, fourteen till noon. We got Mo Howard, David, and the, 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 the former uh, voice of the Dolphins at two. Mad Dog at four, who may or may not be uh, on the games. Uh, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Why? Why? I don't understand. They've known they're going to carry the games for a long time. It's the middle of March. Why don't they uh, get off the pot already? Good. What is that all about? Here's some exciting news. What did I tell you? Liberal Talk Radio coming to San Antonio. Are you ready for that? Okay. The city's first ever FM talk radio station will also be the first to be programmed with progressive talk officials of Clear Channel Communications announced today. KRPT will sign on here Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Wait till you hear some of the people they're going to have on. Jerry Springer, Ooh. veteran local talk host Ron Aaron, hmm? Phil Henry, liberal. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Lionel, Ed Schultz, a talk host they describe as energetic and opinionated. Ed, that's the same Ed Schultz that's doing afternoons on, uh, on what used to be Great INZ. Yeah. Right, right, right. Wow. Isn't that exciting? And San Antonio, Texas, and KHTY Sister Station will continue to offer urban adult contemporary hits and Tom Joyner on weekday mornings. The hardest working man in the business. The fly jock. The fly jock. He'd be flying. How do you like that? Pathetic. 418 votes on a poll. Speaking of pathetic, it's a bad poll. We apologize to Chip. He's really uh, bent out of shape about it. and Probably will not, never listen to the show again. Gee. 
Thanks a lot, Joyce, for chasing our audience away, you nasty, miserable, hateful sow. Come to QAM. Hello. Hi, Neil. I got one for your poll. I have a talking through a sock. Come to QAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Okay. You posed a very interesting scenario a couple days ago that nobody really commented on. Sunday? And that was, what was George Bush and Bandar Bush talking about on the balcony? Yeah, wouldn't you really have liked to be a fly on the, uh, ba- on the banister or what, on the balcony uh, when that was going on? Well, you know, I, yes, I would. And I can imagine that it's not inconceivable what George Bush said to Bandar was, job well done. Uh, yeah. After having, uh, and that's probably why he sat there for seven minutes, knowing what was going to happen to the World Trade Center, and thinking to himself, they actually did it. What am mm-hmm. I going to say now? Uh-huh. Because I don't think it's inconceivable that Bush had a hand in it. I, I don't think it's inconceivable either, but, of course, that makes you very un-American, unpatriotic, and a communist to say that, especially well, after, in South Florida. Well, see, after Vietnam, I discovered there is nothing the government will not say or do, no matter how reprehensible. Right. They're, they're like our management. They, their whole uh, modus operandi is to lie as much as they possibly can. And now they help. They have the help of the major mass media, so they can do whatever the hell they want. And they also have the help of the FCC. Right. So basically, you know, thought control is the way to go. Well, goose step right across that border, Pally. We'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Have a great day. Good luck to you. Steve Faxton says the most embarrassing thing you can find in anybody's home is a Backstreet Boys CD. Shame on you, Steve. By the way, Steve says the word embarrassing is misspelled on your poll. Well, blame me and George because neither one of us knew how to spell it. I asked you, remember? Yep. <coughs> and very rare for me to ask, because spelling, math and spelling, that's my two strong suits. Anything else, I know nothing. Like music, movies, I know nothing. Two R's. And I'm, huh? It looks right. I guess it's two R's. Two R's and two S's. In fact, I... this fact's from Chronic Todd of Hollywood. He at least spells it right. He says, the most embarrassing thing in my house is an FM radio. I don't think we're going to put that on there because no. I understand where he's coming. Well, I understand where you're coming from, Todd, but it's kind of like uh, a reach, a stretch. When in doubt, stretch it out. So Steve says a Backstreet Boys CD. Okay, put that on there. It'll get some votes. Even though George said they had some good tunes. They had one, the one I was firing off. Well, you got that. I'm sure that John cut that on one of those CDs for you, don't you? Uh, around here somewhere. How old? Um, Funk it? MCs from Finland live your life. Well, it is old, but that, uh, oh, no. you know. Then it's around. I got that. They did some good stuff. Of course, if you would have seen the videos, you'd like them a lot more, but you won't see the videos because American television doesn't play videos. Right. By the way, don't say that name anymore. We can't. Bomb Funk MCs. Oh, well, guess God. what? I'll say that's their name. That's the name of the group, okay? And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to say any. I'm going to tell you what right now. That's one of the things I'm going to work on in the days to come is uh, since since Joyce is now learning on the job and consulting other Miami attorneys in, in terms of her approach to uh, her regulation of this radio station and broadcast law, et cetera, and try to, like, learn as she goes, which is really learning very slowly, by the way, honey, uh, we're going to have to try to roll it back, you know? Roll back some of this uh, extraneous garbage that she's inflicted on us and these restrictions that have absolutely nothing. They're so far above and beyond the FCC regulations that it's not even close. It's not even a contest, okay? They're not above and beyond. They're beneath and below. I don't, well, whatever the hell they are. 
That's got to stop. I mean, as, as it is, the FCC has already restricted this to an unbelievable degree, an unac- a totally unacceptable degree. And now this bitch comes in here not knowing a radio from a uh, pop-up toaster, and she's going to start making it up as she goes along. The fact that she's got to be talking to other people, just like this business she pulled yesterday, of overreacting like a crazy person. And then she had to talk to some other people as well. You know, you really, uh, you're out of control, and you've got to back off, and, and uh, don't overreact. You're, you're you know, a, a Looney Tunes. And, of course, they have so disemboweled our general manager that if you say, hey, what time it is, his response is, I guess I'll have to ask corporate legal for an answer to that question. Corporate legal. Code for Joyce. It's like the olden days. And we never encountered this at IOD, and I've never encountered it anywhere. But in the first couple of years at, at this radio station, this Bob Vermouth clown, who's the corporate chief engineer, who's a real slime ball, he's the one that came to Amsterdam and spent a whole weekend there and did nothing on it, stood, left, left a disaster behind, and just vanished one day. Anyway, every time he would come in a building, since he's the corporate chief engineer, uh, certain people, I don't want to mention Bluff, for example, who's a nervous Nelly to begin with, oh, corporate's in a building, corporate's in a building, corporate's in a building. That's like, if anybody ever saw Bob Vermouth, I've seen better things in the bottom of a dumpster than Bob Vermouth. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Good golly, Miss Molly. He makes the homeless people look classy. Corporate's in the building. And that's the way the whole operation runs, baby. They're all scared of each other's shadow. They're terrified they're going to be the next one thrown under the bus. And, of course, believe you me, better get a big bus out there, okay? Get a Greyhound and a Trailways. Get a whole fleet of them. Get a bunch of fleet enemas and a fleet of buses and put them out there on 441. Because we got a lot of people that ought to be thrown under the bus. A lot of nervous Nellies. Oh, corporate's in the building. Remember that? Remember it. Like, like, what are we supposed to do? Go into a break into a cold sweat? Uh, go into a, a state of panic because somebody from Naples, Florida is in the building who's one of the Beasley flunkies? Give me a break already. Grow up already. Grow a pair. Grow a pair, Duff. Man, and don't ever come anywhere around me again and, and start whispering in my ear. Whisper in uh, Miguel's ear, okay? Maybe you got a shot, but I doubt it. You already, Josh Cordes already turned him down. Church fights Da Vinci Code novel. The Roman Catholic Church in Italy has spoken out against what it says are shameful and unfounded lies in the best-selling novel, The Da Vinci Code, which means it's all got to be true. Cardinal Tarsicio Bertoni, Tarsicio, I'm sorry, Tarsicio Bertoni, Archbishop of Genoa, broke the church's official silence on the controversial book. See, I like Italian words, even though I don't know what a lot of them even mean. See, it's just something, mm-hmm. I don't know, I love that language, even though I can't speak it. Its story about the church suppressing the truth that Jesus had a child with Mary Magdalene has convinced many fans. I think it was with Mary Madeline. Don't you? Who? Mary Madeline. That's <laughs> James Carville's uh, wife. That would explain a lot. That Republican flunky, that right-wing nut job. But the cardinal spokesman denied reports that the clergyman was asked by the Vatican to hit back at the book. They hit us, we hit them back. Carlo Arcolao told the BBC's news website that it had been the Cardinal's own decision to make a public statement about the book. Mr. Arcolao confirmed that the Cardinal told an Italian newspaper, It astonishes and worries me that so many people believe these lies. I'll tell you one thing, Mr. Arcolao, it astonishes and really, really worries me that so many people believe these ridiculous stories and that worship an old doddering man. I, I, lo- I love the story they had on CNN a couple of days ago. The Pope speaks. He actually spoke a couple of words. They showed him sitting oh in, a, in the window there, and he's looking out, and he's doing the, uh, you know, the whole deal with the hand up, the armpits, the brooch, the earring. And, and uh, 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 oh, the Pope spoke. Do you hear that? He uttered a word. Yeah, that was it. Give me a break. The Archbishop told Il Giornale, the book is everywhere. There's a very real risk that many people who read it will believe that the fables it contains are true. Yeah, I know another book like that. 
The book's publisher's Random House were unavailable for comment. The Da Vinci Code by U.S. author Dan Brown has been a publishing sensation around the world and is still in bestseller lists. It's conspiracy theories and thriller style in which two code breakers try to track down the truth behind the Holy Grail have caught the imagination of millions. I wonder if Monty Python is in this one. you think Eric is idle? They ought to. Its central claim is that the Holy Grail is really the bloodline descended from Jesus and Mary Magdalene, with the, which the church is supposed to have covered up along with the female rule in Christianity. Brown has previously said, all of the art, architecture, secret rituals, secret societies, all of that is historical fact. How do you like that? How do you like them green apples, huh? <gasps> Tomorrow, Cardinal Bertoni will host a seminar called Storia Senza Storia, a story without history, to rebut the claims. He's going to rebut it. Rectum. Yeah. He said he wanted to unmask the lies so readers could see how shameful and unfounded the book was. The Cardinal has been deputy to Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, the man known as the Pope's enforcer, and a possible successor to the pontiff. I wonder, I wonder how many button men the Vatican's got on the street, huh? On every block. About 30, man. You are listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusively. On 560 QAM. Ileana and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Roche Amunista Hour. The Pabs Pabs Dump! The Pabs Pabs Dump! Got it from the grass! The Pabs Pabs Dump! He likes his smoking mask! The Pabs Pabs Dump! He's a creepy headset! The Pabs Pabs Dump! The Pabs Pabs Dump! Jesus Christ is super hippie, never shut up, chunk. Pops and won't get stoned alone, peace and church is drunk. The Pops, Pops, Dump, got you in the grass. The Pops, Pops, Dump, he likes his fucking ass. The Pops, Pops, Dump, he's a groovy hazard. The Pops, Pops, Dump, the Pops, Pops, Dump. Somebody hit you over the head with a baseball bat, and you're like, like your skull was cracked open, and the blood was pouring all over the floor. And then he said, 
Gee, I'm really sorry I did that. You know what I mean? Okay. That's him. Are you hurt? He survived two days in a concrete hole after falling off a bridge at the Port of Miami. Now, David Estegarribia Estegarribia is out of the hospital and talking about how he survived off dirty water and pigeon blood. Well, I thought after it said pigeon, it was going to say something worse than blood. Now, how did he get that pigeon blood? Less than two weeks ago, Estegarribia fell 40 feet off a bridge in Miami. Channel 6 reported last Tuesday. Boy, they sure late in getting around to this. He was released from Jackson Memorial Hospital yesterday, and his doctor said if it wasn't for his mental strength and ingenuity, he may not have survived at all. I don't know how I did it. He said, all I know is that during those days I was down there, I refused to die. I refused to give up. Just like us here at WQAM. That's it, David. Refused to die. Refused to throw in the old bloody towel. Estegarribia said he tried to escape twice by going up an old ladder, but he was so weak and badly injured he couldn't do it. He said he fell 20 feet back to the ground each time. Just like that. Estegarribia had a smashed ankle, broken ribs, and a collapsed lung. The trauma was so severe that the skin actually tore on the inside portion of his ankle, exposing the bone to the air, Dr. Raymond Topp said. Ew. In and out of consciousness, Estegarribia said he survived by drinking filthy drain water and pigeon blood. I hadn't said this before because I didn't know how graphic it would be, but I actually wound up drinking the blood of a pigeon that I had killed on one of the ledges. He said, there was a nest there and I didn't have any liquid in me. I was just so thirsty I needed to drink something. Pigeon blood. Freshly squeezed, I'm sure. Estegarribia was rescued after a port worker walking by the concrete hole heard his cries for help. Well, thank goodness for a happy ending finally for a story like that, with or without the pigeon blood. Huh? All right. Better pigeon blood than pigeon... That's what I say. Boy, I hate pigeons, don't you? Yeah, they're nasty. Uh, they, they sit outside here on my little balcony. i got a small balcony mm-hmm. that I would never go out on. But They sit outside on the balcony. They make those cooing sounds. Yeah. Oh, man. So now they I know what are to get nasty. You, uh, now I know what to get you for your birthday next year. What's that? Pellet gun. Good. I could be like Ted Williams without the frozen head. Spend all my spare time shooting pigeons. <laughs> it's a true story. 460 votes. What's the most embarrassing thing you can have in your car in your house? Blow up doll, 148. Butt plug, 127. Dildo, 53. You see the common thread there? Yeah. My spouse, 26. Car air freshener, 25. A picture of George W. Bush is moving up the ladder very fast, 21. Training security forces. Uh, body wash, 20. Female porn, 19. To pay, 5. Or not to pay? That is the question. Uh, Backstreet Boys, uh, CD, 4. 8-track player, 4. Playgirl magazine, 3. Toy dog, 3. And preparation is finally got a pair of roids. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Everybody sooner or later is going to have that Royd experience, okay? Believe you me, that Royd experience. WQAM, hello. No more fools. WQAM, hello. Hey, pal. Yes, sir. How about uh, a little log jam in the guest bath when company comes over? <laughs> <laughs> what's, worse, what's worse than that? <laughs> I beg your pardon? What's worse than that is going over to someone's house and creating one. Now, that's bad. That is bad. And then you got to tell them. It's like, hey. Now, how do we put that delicately on the pool here? Something in the bowl on our pool? How about how about log, log jam in the bowl? Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's a very delicate way. I mean, that could be anything, right? Right, it could be. We, we, uh, exactly. Well, we have to speak in mm-hmm. code now. You know how things are nowadays. We have to speak in code. Manishtana halala hazem. Mikol halalos kaksachois. Things like that. Exactly. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM, once, twice. WQAM, hello. <laughs> That's the pigeon that he drank the blood from. I recognize it. They're all the time. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, how you doing? All right. I got a little food in my mouth. Um, I, I want to tell you... Uh, what are you eating? 
A sandwich. Well, what kind of sandwich? Uh, London Royal uh, Bordet, buddy. Real good. London Royal what? Bordet. It's roast beef. Oh. And Swiss. Where's that roast beef? That's okay. Eh? And Swiss, Not yeah. with mayonnaise, I hope. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mayonnaise, lettuce, onion, and uh, spiced mayonnaise. mustard. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, real I quick, I just want to say two things. Um, most embarrassing would be a collection of Arnold Schwarzenegger memorabilia or anything like that. Okay. And um, number two, I just want to say, uh, Rick Sanchez, I ran into him a time ago when uh, Ileon was into him? going on. Well, that's a turnaround, huh? Yeah, Rick Sanchez, he, he's, uh, he's a little midget. I know that. I told you that. People didn't believe me. Uh, he came into the station at IOD one time, and uh, when they were next door, he was about two feet tall. I came up to George's kneecap. You're right. He's yeah. a little turd. Um, he, sure he was is. sitting there ranting and raving about Ileon in a tire shop, and I'm standing there next to him. I realized who he was. And uh, Well, when, how long ago was this? Well, it was about 2000. It was when Ileon was Oh, that was, I thought maybe it was like recently. He's still no, no. working on the Ileon thing. <laughs> he probably still is. No, no uh, surprised me. Back then... He's raining and raving, and the uh, tire shop guy's like agreeing with him. I said, listen, guy, you guys suck. You all, you know, you know, force your opinion on everybody else with the Zillion thing. Nobody cares about that. He belongs with his father, and I basically ripped into him. I told him he doesn't even belong on Channel 7. Good thing he left, didn't he? There you go. Well, so, listen, better, better CNN than us. That's for damn sure. I noticed they've taken him off the news desk now, and they've, like, uh, sent him out into the field to do some of those insipid interviews, you know. I sure hope he's got a driver, though, because if he's driving himself. Right, well, look out. Look out now. My, my, my. WQAM, hello. Yo, yo. Yes, sir. I got one for your phone. Okay. Baby wipes. And not okay. having a baby at home. Baby what? Baby wipes. Those wipes that used to the babies? Yeah. You don't uh, definitely want to have those around. Okay. Are you are you following some no, of these people? No, I'm not. Oh. Well, maybe he's wiping it. Let's hope. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. I think that Chip was right. I think that Joyce ought to be hung for making us do a poll like this. I heard she was. I don't want to go down the air and tell anybody that, but she's she's doing the poll material from now on. Not, but she's uh, picking the polls. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yes, this is Waxy. Could you give us Bill yeah. Zimfer's phone number? Yeah, right. Yeah, Waxy, this Bill Zimfer's phone number. Now there's a possibility. I didn't notice he was mentioned in the uh, thing there. Yeah. This this is Waxy. <laughs> Oh, there he is. I got news for you, man. If Zimfer's coming back, then they would keep the Mad Dog. But Zimfer's not coming back. And guess who's also do, 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 do. not coming back next season? Well, that's okay. When you have to fake uh, rooting for the Dolphins, you know, when you're a Jets fan, take a lot of pressure off the old, old man. He'll probably even mellow more than he already has, wouldn't you think? I'm sure he would. If that's possible. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Almost, uh, um, I got a good one for you, Paul, there. Okay. Dolphins memorabilia. Excellent choice. Fantastic. Especially on today is a good day. Thank you. Dolphins memorabilia. Right? Right. Of any kind, like a number 13 uh, jersey, any of that crap. Of course, we know Miguel's a, a Bears fan. Dolphins fan. Get out of here. Who are you kidding? I got my number 34 jersey and my number 9 jersey. Yeah, Ricky Williams and uh, number 9. Oh, 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 I sure wouldn't tell anybody about either one of those. Although, if you take that number 34 one in certain parts of town, George tells me you can get a hell of a good deal. Huh? Twelve minutes past noon at 560. You just keep worrying. You just keep your nose just looking straight ahead, okay? All right. Just look right straight ahead at all that food that's uh, hanging around there. I still can't get over the three dozen. That, that can't be possible, is it? That's possible. Three dozen? Three boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts? That maybe, that boy... maybe he just took them out of the building. 
Yeah, and, and, and ate what, him in the car on the way home. Carlos, that, well, yeah, like at least one of them, and then uh, shared the rest with his family. You know, right? Oh, well, take a look at them. Uh huh. They've been sharing. Hey, I'm sure you're familiar with Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. So before you call any other mortgage company, let the main man tell you what you don't know. Did you know that most banks only work with three different mortgage products? And if your credit is less than absolutely perfect, you're ready to hear the most famous two-letter word in the English language. No. That's the word. If you're not working with the right lender, the chances of getting approved are only fitty-fitty at best. So do yourself a big favor. Call now, 888-483-LOAN. That's 888-483-LOAN, and let the main man in this team put you into a mortgage that meets your needs. Avoid going to the wrong lender or possibly being turned down because you called the wrong number. Call Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage, at 1-888-483-LOAN. That's 888-483-LOAN. And don't forget, every time they close a loan, a portion is donated to kids in distress. So why call anybody else? Avoid the bait and switch. Get the best rate and the best deal going all the way around. Call the main man today, one 888 Four eight three L O A N. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on five sixty QAM. For the first time, January thirtieth. Remember those images? Voters holding their index fingers high, purple ink on the fingertips, proving they had voted. Well, now you too can feel the pride, courage, and excitement they felt with Crayola's new. Fingertip coloring kit. Hey, look, my fingertip is purple, and I feel so proud and courageous. Each kit comes complete with a vial of purple ink and easy-to-follow instructions. Wow, you've got a purple fingertip, too. You must be proud, courageous, and excited. Yeah, I am. Hey, and your fingertip is, is brown. Uh, yeah. Always get the two-ply. Crayola's new fingertip coloring kit. Hey, and your fingertip is, is green? Uh, yeah, I'm Paris Hilton's boyfriend. Ew! Just nineteen ninety-five in the arts and crafts section of your favorite department store. From 17 at 560, we got a log jam going. Uh-oh. Oh, not really. Okay. Senate and the House reached deal in an effort to block Shivo's death. There's a log jam in Tallahassee. They're jamming it. House and Senate legislators reached a deal yesterday on a bill designed to prevent Terry Schiavo's death. I have never in my life, in the history of mankind, imagined one rather insignificant person having as much attention devoted to her as Terry freaking Schiavo. Is it incredible or what? It's pretty incredible. The legislature, for the second time in less than two years, moved to intervene in the internationally watched case. Key members in both chambers said they expected the bill to come up for a vote before Friday. The day the severely brain-damaged woman's life-sustaining feeding tube is scheduled to be removed. They have been going to remove that tube more times than Moe is going to be emptying out that bag. God. In most cases, the legislation would block a guardian from allowing a person in persistent vegetative state to die by withholding food and water unless that person had written instructions asking not to be kept alive with artificial feedings. The bills, HB 701 and SB 804, are scheduled for hearings in their final committees today and could come up on the floor of both chambers as soon as Thursday. A spokesman for the governor, your fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush, said it was too early to say whether Bush would sign the legislation. Governor Bush, your fat-ass governor, has thoroughly stated that he'd like to do whatever he can out of the law with regards to Terry Schiavo, spokesman Jacob DiPietri said. But legislators in both chambers said Bush's legal counsel played an integral role in shaping legislation, indicated that the governor would likely sign it. If we can pretty much keep it intact, he'll be on board, said Representative Den- Dennis Baxley, Republican of Ocala, the bill's sponsor in the House. Terry, I was speaking of dead... I don't want to, like, repeat this, but it's, a, it's fairly significant. The Dolphin franchise is dead. I think it's very appropriate. The Gus Farratt signing on the day that the franchise officially moves their broadcast to Waxy. Oh, this is Waxy, by the way. <laughs> what? No. I like that. That was great. Yeah. This is Waxy. 
The Dolphins finalized a two-year contract with quarterback Gus Perrott. Oh, my God. And told the veteran he'll be given a fair shot to compete with A.J. Feeney for the starting job. Hey, Perrott's got a shot. Yeah. That's what Coach Nick Saban said would be a fair competition. It's all I was looking for, said Farrat, who chose the Dolphins ahead of offers from Minnesota and Denver. Aside from Farrat, the Dolphins are expected to sign safety to Bucky Jones to a three-year contract today, pending his release from New Orleans, which the Saints informed him they would do late yesterday. According to an NFL source, the Dolphins also informed fullback Rob Conrad he'll be released. How do you like that? The departure Conrad leaves the Dolphins with no obvious starting fullback, although Jamar Martin played there last year, and the team had unrestricted free agent Heath Evans in for a visit last week. I do like his candy bars, those Heath bars. In fact, I like that Heath Bar Crunch ice cream, too, a lot. Yeah. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's have a pull between um, uh, Heath and what's the other one? The toffee score. candy? Score. Score. Oh, how could I forget? I had three score Eskimo pot or four yesterday. That's four score. That's how you forgot. Four right score, and uh-huh. 80 years ago, Fat Boy ate three uh, boxes of donuts. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. What are we going to do without the Dolphins, baby? We are screwed and tattooed. What are we going to do? Nothing. WQAM. Hello. Hey, um, yes, I have a something for your poll. It's very good. Okay, that I go right ahead. Um, Number one, I love your show. You do an excellent job. Don't yes, I do, man. In spite of all the uh, all the roadblocks they throw in my path, man, I jump over hoops. I uh, cr- crawl between the fire, uh, whatever. Don't let management drive you crazy. That's what their job is. Screw them, man. Yeah, Screw listen. Them. Hey, listen. The Screw worst thing down here in South Florida, Georgia, will attest to death. it. Burning be burned at the stake. I'm on sorry. Easter Sunday. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking out loud. That's okay. The worst thing down here, George will attest to it, that you see are the back of pickup trucks out here at Western uh, Broward. The plastic, and I'm using a medical term here, testicles that they hang from their bumpers. Yeah. Really? They're terrible. I haven't They're seen them, and uh, people were calling when we were doing I never heard of such shows. a thing. Oh, you see them? They're everywhere, truck nuts. You see them all the time down here. Truck they hang nuts. them from their yeah. uh, trailer hitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. When you're talking about truck driver nuts, are you talking about the drivers or the uh, thing on the back? That, that thing on the back. Both. But, you know, Both. it could go both ways. Okay, thanks, Have Tom. a good day, guys. I'm going to have to, when I come back to town, i got to look for those. I never saw those before. Truck nuts. Do we have any in the parking lot, Miguel? If Tommy's got them, he's the only truck I know. I don't now, know. Now, when, when did that start? Where, where did that come from? I don't, apparently, it started a long time ago, and I hadn't noticed it. And you know how... How did we miss that? Exactly. You know It would, it would be like things, sleeping through disco. There's a phenomenon when, like, someone brings your attention, something right. brings your attention, and all of a sudden, you see them all. Then you start seeing them everywhere. Mm-hmm. You start exactly. looking for nuts. Yeah. Like a squirrel. Truck nuts. Okay. That would be a good way to put it on there, right? Sure. Although I saw one on a car as well. But most of no. you'll see them on trucks. Hmm. And what is the significance of that? Uh, as it was explained to me, it shows that your vehicle has balls. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, guess what? I got uh, two and, and, vehicles right. that have really big ones, and I don't have to put any truck and, and on And therefore, you must them. also, if, uh, if your vehicle has... I, well, I don't. Somebody QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay, Pally. Hey, listen, I, was, I caught that thing a few about a week or so back with Roland Stedham. It was like the biggest tear... The, the weatherman leaving, and they had like a plaque for the guy. They're all crying at 1130. You have to be kidding me. No, and, and that silly... What's her name? That uh, woman uh, that... Uh, I don't know. I don't watch that. Anyway, but, uh, but uh, the other thing was, they did that a few months ago with Michael Williams, and here's the guy, he's back. So what, what is it all these people, they leave, they make a big party for him, then they come back. Yeah. And also on the Dolphins... Is Jimmy Cephalo going to be uh, one of the broadcasters? Because that's the same guy that left that wife at the altar that one time, right? Right, that's right. That's the same Jimmy Cephalus. That is correct. That Jimmy Cephalo? I, I, Jimmy Cephalus, right. Yes. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I remember that. I was at INZ in those days. 
In fact, I had Jimmy on a show, and then I was, I remember, he, we probably don't. He yep. had that horrible TV show on Channel 10 for about five minutes. I and because know. I had him on my show to promote his TV show, they had me as a guest on that show. Oh, how about that? Boy, I've been on some great TV shows, I'll tell you that. That old mm -hmm. Kendall Toyota, the infomercials with That's Mark right. Jacobson and our bigger. friend, the late Don Cox. Sad. Very sad. And the Jimmy Syphilis show, which I forget what that was uh, called. Yeah, but I think it was never, the Jimmy Syphilis show. You were never a guest on either the Joey Reynolds show or the Rick no. Sanchez show. No, no, because the Joey Reynolds show, they had a cardboard audience. Right. And the Rick Sanchez show, I'm sure I would have been invited, but I was out of town. Yeah, they just had no one. During the month that that was on here. That was really, boy, was that weak or what? <laughs> brother. That was pathetic. Even Tom Jicka said that. Little Tommy called me yesterday at about a minute past two to find out like why I didn't invite him to call, and he did. Now, how much he's going to write or not, we'll have to wait and see, you know, all depending on the sunset on how nervous they are these days, how well intimidated they've been. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I was looking for Neil. You're looking for him? You found him. Neil, two yes, things. Yes, sir. Yep. Keith Evans, he's a West Palm Beach boy, so it would be nice if he got on the Dolphins. Keith Evans? Yeah, Heath Evans, I think he played for Seattle. I know you're not a sports guy, but... Oh, no, I'm not a sports guy. What do I know about football? That's right. I don't, I don't know <laughs> anything I, about that. Okay. I heard you mention Heath Evans was an unrestricted free agent. He's from West Palm Beach, so okay. that would be a connection. And the other thing, two days ago or maybe yesterday, you were talking about ponytails. Right. Can I hear the ponytail song? Sure. No problem. In fact, okay. I remember when, I remember when uh, Jeff Cohen used to be our friend. Okay. No hey, thanks. See you. Bye-bye. Package and have all, every game every Sunday on there and uh, never miss a whole bunch of games, but that's okay. I'm not one of those sports nerds, and he's right. I wouldn't know Heath Evans from Dale Evans, from Heath Bars. But he's Heath a Ledger. good uh, Palm Beach County boy. What? Heath Ledger. What are you talking about? Are you just, just want to hear the sound of your own voice now? You're just mumbling words and names and <laughs> making guttural sounds? Come on, contribute something important to the show, okay? Let's hear about the Dolphins now. They're going to go 5-11 and 11 this year and a big improvement over last season. What do you say? Sure. With a quarterback duo like that, they ought to be dangerous. Okay, Gus Perot. You think he's a quarterback, but he's not. He is bad, man. He is just... Remember when he first came in with the Redskins and he was going to be the next great... He was going to be the big deal. The top banana. Turned out to be he ain't even the peel, man. He really blows. Hey, even after all this time, some people still are a little uncomfortable about buying their bed over the phone. It's a piece of cake, man. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for dollar mattress, you'll find out they've got the most liberal exchange policy, so there's absolutely nothing to risk. 
Did you know that 1-800-MATTRESS has got more repeat customers than anybody else around in the industry? So once you try buying your mattress by calling these folks, you'll never go back to a showroom and waste your time and money again. You'll get no nonsense, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love, and a great night's sleep for years to come. All of these things. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be calling a company ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction, and all the brands that you know and love to sleep on, they got them all. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and Foster, Hewitt, take your pick. And now Dial a Mattress offers no payments or interest until 2006, so how can you beat that? Call Dial a Mattress today and get all the details. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. Yours truly, George, Miguel, Mo, Fat Boy, a lot of others at QM. Satisfied customers who wouldn't dream of buying a mattress any other way. Call them right now, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com, for a great night's sleep for months and years to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Hello, Jenny. I just lost 15 pounds. Just 75 to go. Just the he knows me. Do you call ID? Sexy, all right, just like uh, a whale. She's a yeah. whale of a gal, I'll tell you that. 26 till 1 at QAM. This is uh, pretty good. Chad Graham, who writes in The Advocate, which, of course, is a Yay. magazine, so you know where he's coming from. The Swift Boat Veterans for Truth thing is so last year, the latest group to rock the nation's capital is a new service with a claw-like name and a self-described hot military stud on the staff who's also for rent. For those who've been living in a cave, here's a recap. Bloggers recently pulled a mask off a White House reporter calling himself Jeff Gannon. His real name is James Dale Guckert. Guckert had spent much of the past two years getting into the White House press room on minimal security clearance day passes, representing the website Talon News and its more openly biased parent site, GOPUSA.com. Both are part of a conservative propaganda machine run by a Texas Republican activist. While not asking the president conservatively slanted softball questions with invented facts occasionally thrown in, Guckert apparently had another job. 
as a $200 an hour or $1,200 a weekend escort advertised on the sites hotmilitarystud.com, mailcore.com, and others. Putting all hot man-to-man action issues to one side, we have yet to get an explanation of how an operative for a Republican PAC got professional journalistic access to the White House without a background check, notes David Ehrenstein, L.A. journalist and blogger. Clearly, some high-placed individual in the Bush administration was waving him in. Whether any sort of other waving went on has yet to be established. <laughs> oh. Says David Brock, founder of the group Media Matters for America, another queen, which tracks right-wing bias. I think that's the real nub of the issue, is that there wasn't somebody in the White House press room who was conservative and asking questions that were loaded. It had more to do with the deceptive aspects of it. I don't think anyone would have been able to anticipate that. If Talon is a legitimate news organization, why not use Guckert's real name and give him a permanent pass, complete with an FBI background check? Playing by the rules has worked fine for the D.C.-based gay press. Washington Blade reporter Lucha Burrow Jr. has had a permanent pass to the briefing room for years. I've never been called on by Clinton or Bush in a presidential press conference, says Chabarro, but I'm usually called on by White House Press Secretary Scott McClellan during the daily briefings. Chabarro adds that McClellan has also answered questions after briefings. Conservative pundits, including Ann Coulter, have bent over backward to exploit the gay twist of the story in order to malign Guckard's critics. On CNN's reliable sources, John Heinraker, a rep from PowerlineBlog.com, the right-wing website that was one of the first to question Dan Rather's eventually discredited report on Bush's Air National Guard service, called the exposing of Guckert flat-out gay-baiting. Clearly, any questions regarding gay-baiting should be directed at Mr. Guckert himself, responds Ehrenstein, as he did so regularly. Blogger John Erovosis, who was on the CNN show with Heinraker, also smells hypocrisy. The only gay people conservatives are willing to embrace are Mary Cheney and a hooker. Perhaps someday they'll embrace the rest of us. Guckert may need some embracing about now. At press time, he was trying to sell his suggestive web addresses, asking 15 grand for hotmilitarystud.com. Any takers? No. How about how many? About 30, man. 30 cent. Maybe 30 cent. Maybe 50 cent. What do you think? Okay. So well, speaking of 50 cent. And this is I mean, this story, man, they're just beating us over the head. And, but, but just keep noting, we had a caller on this earlier. Keep noticing I haven't seen one anything today about the seven people that got shot by the good, quiet church-going guy in the Milwaukee area in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Nothing about that. But no. this, oh, my God, it's a, it's a revelation. It's a uh, religious experience. It's, right. Yeah. Ashley Smith, they had her pastor on. They had the altar boys. They had, uh, oh, brother. His family. Give me a break. His family. Right. The whole, uh, the Gatamishpocha. Shackled and surrounded by 19 officers in a cinder block jail room, the suspect in a rampage that left the judge and three others dead appeared before a magistrate today, was informed that authorities plan to charge him with murder. Oh! Excellent. Fry his ass. I'm shocked. Now his last meal, of course, will be pancakes with real butter. Let's hope. Oh, yeah. Ain't your mama. Brian Nichols appeared before Cobb County Magistrate Frank Cox on the same rape charge that he was on trial for Friday when he escaped from another courthouse. Nichols spoke only once at the ring when Cox asked him if he had any questions. Not at this time, he said. Not at this time. Where can I get some more of them nice pancakes? Officers lined the walls of the room during today's hearing. Authorities said Nichols had been alone with a female deputy Friday. Did you see that? Did you see the depiction of that? No. He was alone with her. He stole her gun, and then he shoved her into the cell and locked her up, and then he just marched into the courtroom, shot mm -hmm. to death the judge presiding over the case, and the other two people, and a partridge in a pear tree, and then just kind of waltzed out of the courthouse. During the five-minute hearing today, Nichols, Nichols looked straight ahead, didn't make eye contact with anybody in the room, including the judge when he spoke to him. This is the judge, the new judge that's alive, as opposed mm -hmm. to the one oh, that's dead. Okay. Cox was brought in to hear the case after all the judges in Fulton County excused themselves because of their relationships with Judge Roland Barnes and the other victims. They brought him in in shackles today, baby. They had him uh, just jammed down, jam up and jelly tight, or however that mm -hmm. thing goes. I, I just can't believe that thing about those truck balls. What is it? 
Truck nuts. Truck nuts. Um, I'm sorry, truck nuts. Yeah, well, whatever they're called. I remember Ron Tugnut. He's a goalie in the NHL if they ever decide to play again. How are those Panthers doing? Oh, oh yeah. We love the Panthers. Will they play again? Will Gildy do a broadcast? Oh, boy. Poor Gildy. Let's see. Let's take a look at this. Oh, Gildy gets preempted. We got UM South Carolina basketball, NIT, 7 to 9. You are listening to Neil no Rogers. On 560, 60, QAM. Producer of American Idol. It was dreadful. It's Democratic Idol. As long as Democrats were the majority, I could sleep night. Not nice. They also want to get off. Yes. Yes. Get off. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Do it. Do it. Indeed, I did have 200 sexual relationships. Do it. Do it. Do it. Democratic Idol on Fox this fall. See me for who I really am. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 1245. I don't think Kid Curry's going to be too happy about this latest development. We've got some stiff competition for him. Now that uh, party radio is going off the air and uh, all that great techno pop, Euro pop, uh, plop uh, in your pants music has disappeared. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. today's the day we lost a dolphin, so it's format change time at QAM. Right? Sure, let's do it. It's not just as good on AM as FM. It's all that muffled, you know, techno pop. Right? I pop. As Mo would say, pop goes the weasel. <laughs> What do you think? About what? The original. Three decades after forming in a Dublin high school and still on top of the music world, U2 was ushered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Joined by the OJs, Perthy Fledge, the Pretenders, and Buddy Guy. Who the hell is Buddy Guy? That guy over there. I know Guy Mitchell. Who the, uh, who the hell is Buddy Guy? Do a Google on it, Miguel. Do something uh, worthwhile for once. Buddy Guy. When you finish looking up how you spell uh, Toopy. Or maybe that, maybe that was Tupac he put on there. Wouldn't that be embarrassing to find Tupac in your house? Probably don't smell too good by now. In hours befitting rock legends, U2's induction came after midnight. Isn't this so uh, fantastic? Oh, yeah. They rewarded a gussied-up crowd at the Waldorf Astoria by performing four songs, joined by Bruce Springsteen on I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Like a voice, Springsteen recalled going with the Who's Pete Townsend to check out the competition when U2 was performing in a London club, seeing a lead singer who single-handedly pioneered the Irish mullet. What does that mean? Mullet, the hairstyle. That's what that means? I thought mullet was a fish. Well, right, it's named after the fish. He pioneered the Irish mullet? Yeah. Oh, God. Save us from this. But he described how U2's four parts equaled a much greater whole, that's with a W, a much greater whole, and said it was the only band in the last 20 years where he knew all four members' names. This was a band that wanted to lay claim to this world, and the next one, too, Springsteen said. Bono, The Edge, Adam Clayton, and Larry Mullen Jr. Are quick, Larry Mullet Jr. are quickly selling out arenas for a fall concert tour, making U2 one of those rare acts still at the forefront of the music scene at the time of its induction into the Hall of Flame. 
U2 hasn't lost its creative edge since forming as teenagers, starting with rock anthems like Sunday Bloody Sunday, which was one hell of a bizarre movie with Peter Finch, exploring American roots music, performing introspective ballads like One, and reaching the top with Beautiful Day. They suck, okay? They suck, they bite the big one. They are pathetic. Yeah, but they're humble. Oh, yeah. Springsteen, po oh, and of course, Bono wants to be, he wants to be like the head of the U.N., he wants to be a this and that. <clears throat> I like, of course, the guy that Bush put in there who hates the U.N., Springsteen poked fun at Bono, jeans designer, soon-to-be World Bank operator, just plain operator, seller of the Brooklyn Bridge, soon-to-be the mastermind of the Bono Burger franchise. One of the best and most endearingly naked messianic complexes in rock and roll, Springsteen said, it takes one to know one. Reported, retorted Bono, born in the USA, my ass, that man was born on the north side of Dublin. He's doubling his pleasure. The OJs, of course, now there's a group. See, the rest of these people we can, uh, other than Buddy Guy, who's Buddy Guy? Blues guitarist. Oh. Electric blues. <clears throat> Don't know. Ooh, well. The OJs are best known for their work with Philly soul producers Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, but the gospel-style singers are actually from Canton, Ohio. Backstabbers was a huge hit in 1972, along with Love Train and For the Love of Money, other well-known songs. Oh, we just love, love the Love Train and Backstabbers, too. Yes, Backst Backstabbers is great at QAM. That's, perfect. That's our theme song, the Backstabbers. Absolutely. After film clips showed them in wild tuxes during the 70s, the quartet wore simple black suits to perform a medley, including each of those songs. They were in... Ah! 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 I'm going to be ill. They were inducted by Singer, and they're using the word very loosely, Justin Tinkerbell. Oh, my God. Anyone who's ever written, produced, or performed something soulful stands in the shadow of these giants, Tinkerbell said. The OJ. And he ought to know. No. Oh, is he a music maven or what? Does he know his music or... No. I'm convinced by it. He was on something the other day, like for about two seconds, channel surfing. And if that isn't one little fruitcake, I mean, one little Tinkerbell. <laughs> I don't, am I right? Come on. A little Tinkerbell. I mean, he, yeah. he never got close enough to Britney to even see what the hell they look like. Yeah, give me a break. Percy Sledge's voice has been the inimitable backdrop to countless romantic encounters. The southern soul singer is best known for his 1966 hit, When a Man Loves a Woman. Don't we have a parody on that? When a man loves a drunken pig or something like that? Oh, no, we got it. When a man is a woman, she gets to dress in women's clothes. Well, that's a lipstick and put on pantyhose. Yeah, we got that. And then we also got... It's the movie everyone is talking about. Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin star in When a Man Loves a Drunken Pig. You take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? <laughs> oh, I'll be yes. damn straight, my singer. Oh, Lord. It's the heartwarming story of a man deeply in love with a woman who can really pound him down. All right, you guys, clear off that pool table. Bye. Bye. See when a man loves a drunken pig. Oh. Honey, oh, are you are you having orgasm? Or, oh, it's such a again. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. <laughs> Singer Rod Stewart called it one of the best performances I've ever heard, and I'm sure you've ever heard. Percy Fledge. The Pretenders come from the same rock generation as you too. Ohio native Chrissy Hind has been a tough but tender role model for women, singing "Brass in Pocket," "Precious," and "Back on a Chain Gang." The band formed after Hyde moved to London to be part of its fertile music scene. She soldiered on with drummer Martin Chambers after guitarist James Honeyman Scott and Pete Farndon died as drug casualties. Drug casualties, how unusual, huh? In rock and roll? Yeah, very, very, a great rarity. We understand that. 
Anything else in here worthwhile? Probably not. Oh, yeah. Uh, Buddy Guy dominated the Chicago blues guitar scene, and he was ushered into the hall by some pretty decent guitar players themselves. Eric Clapton and B.B. King. B.B. King, he's still uh, checking that, that blood sugar, man. 80 times a day. Diabetes. With his diabetes, that's right. Musicians, industry professionals, and urinalists vote on the inductees. Hall of Fame members are permanently enshrined in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. You two, my ass. That is sad. Five, six, seven. Oh, what are you playing? Oh, it was the Pretenders. Oh, the Pretenders. But I was just pretending. How about the Platters and the Great Pretender? Okay, I'll find it. What's the most entertaining, uh, embarrassing rather, embarrassing thing you could have in your car or home? Some of these could be entertaining. 571 votes. Truck nuts, by the way, has still got the big. Oh! I think you just made that up, that caller. Listen, you should have heard the show because call after another saying, oh, how could you not have seen these? They're everywhere. Every you did a show minutes. on truck nuts? Well, no, we were just talking about No wonder we're in big trouble. No wonder Joyce is all over our ass. Yeah, yeah. Like stink on Greg. Like she hasn't seen them. Like stink on Bluff. The most embarrassing thing you could have in your car or house? Blow up doll, 158. Blow up doll. I know who's probably got one of those. <laughs> Butt plug 141. A picture of George W. Bush is climbing the ladder 58. Dildo 56. Shemale porn 34. My spouse 29. Car air freshener 27. Body wash 21. Log jam in the bowl 10. Oh, that's bad. Jam on it. 2P. A 2P8. Backstreet Boys uh, CD7. 8-track player 6. Dolphins memorabilia 5. Preparation H5. How about if you have Dolphins memorabilia, you need Preparation H, right? Oh, geez. Double duty. Play... Playgirl Magazine 3, Toy Dog 3, and Truck Nuts have, have none. So it must be your crowd that's into that crap, okay? Yeah, my yeah. audience, my, my <laughs> intellectual audience is uh, not into that kind of garbage, okay? Get with it. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I already just mentioned Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Some of the crummy inductions that have gone on over the years, I would like to let you know some of the great acts that can't get in there if they, if they tried, if they were, if they petitioned. Jan Dean... Johnny Rivers, Chicago. Johnny, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Johnny Rivers is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, sir. I'm going to start a revolution. I got one bigger than that. Yes. Chuck Negron and Three Dog Night. Three Dog Night is not in there? No, sir. Oh. But you got the OJs and you got Vanilla Fudge and you got U2 and a whole bunch of other crap. No U2. Jan and Dean. Brute, yeah. Jan and Dean couldn't sing a lick, but I mean... Uh, they had a lot of hit records, bro. Yeah, that's true. They sure as hell are better than you, too. They had about 22 more hits than uh, Percy Sledge ever had. Yeah, he had, he had a medley of his hit, man. That was Watermelon seed spitting son of a gun. <laughs> okay, great. He was doing real well until he got to that, didn't he? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, he said something about Percy was a melon head or something like that. Know what he said? Something like that. Something like that. Oh, speaking of melon head... Former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, who looks like a real melon head to me, accepted thousands of dollars in royalties from a book published to raise money for the families of heroes killed in 9-11, the New York Daily News has learned. Carrick contributed an 11-sentence foreword to the book of the photographs titled In the Line of Duty, in which he praised police and firefighters who desperately fought and struggled and bled and died in a noble effort. There is a story beyond words, a story of bravery, fidelity, and sacrifice, a story that must never be forgotten, he wrote. Carrick's royalties on the book have so far totaled almost $76,000, sources told the news. The deal came about when Carrick was engaged in a year-long affair with the book's publisher, Judith Regan. In contrast, former fire commissioner Thomas Von Essen, who also wrote an introduction to the book, accepted zero, zippity doo not a cent. Von Essen directed Regan books to include his payment in his charitable donation, according to the publisher's spokesman. How do you like that? 76 grand. What a slime ball. And if anybody really believes that Rudy Giuliani's got a shot in a Chinaman's chance in hell of getting elected... 
He's got Bernie Carrick around his neck like a giant noose. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. Boy, it's the one to two hour. Good evening. This is a reporter remembers. I'm Dan Rather reporting. Tonight, we'll look back at my long, distinguished career as a reporter for CBS News. I can assure you that every fact in tonight's tribute has been checked and rechecked by our CBS News producers, the best in the business. My story begins in a small town in Texas, where I was born the son of poor black sharecroppers. As captain of the football, baseball, and ice hockey teams, I graduated Magna Sigma Super Cum Laude. After graduation at the top of my class at Harvard, I joined the Army and earned several Purple Hearts, which I later asked John Kerry to throw away for me. After touring China as a ping-pong master, I returned home to run across the country twice, invent the smiley face, and start a large shrimp company with my Army buddy, Lieutenant Dan. I purchased CBS in 1962 and hired myself as a reporter. After the death of Walter Cronkite in 1992, I ascended to the throne of anchor of CBS Evening News with Dan Ryder, where I remained until I, alone, made the decision to step down after I was duped by my producer into airing a false report, which I wrote. And now, as I pass along the torch, lit by the likes of Cronkite and Merle, to another battle-hardened journalist, probably Katie Kirk, I leave you with one word, courage. And two more words, bite me. And that's part of our world, the part that really sucks. I'm Dan Rather, bitch. 102 at 560, just calm down, Danny boy. Here's a fax from Alex, chronic Alex, who says, Hey, Neil, I believe the show Jimmy Cephalo was on back in the day was called PM Magazine. No. Because it was not a PM show. It was a morning show. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock, something like that. Nice try, Alex. How about an updog bit? So, okay, whatever. Uh, that kind of inspired me, the one I was talking about, Percy Sledge and the uh, uh, problem he had with the fruits. Mm-hmm. But that would be a good poll to take someday. Who belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, who hasn't been in there? <clears throat> okay. But the problem is I just did a Google on it. Mm-hmm. And it's got, like, the inductees for this year, which I just got through telling you, and the inductees for 2004. But I'm looking for the all-time inductees. I can't be finding it. Hmm. Now, you know it's got to be under somewhere, yeah, it's right? it's on there. I'll find it. Find it, please. Pretty please. That'd be a good pull. That sure would be better than the one that Joyce is going to try to make us do tomorrow, whatever that would be. Right? I have no doubt. Have to be a humongous improvement over that Joyce bitch. WQAM, hello. Good morning. Afternoon, Neil. Good evening. How are you? Hi. I have a couple nominees for your poll. Okay. Well, one is something that I have that I'm a little embarrassed by. I have a Clay Aiken CD. Oh no, a Clay Aiken CD. That could be the uh, that could be the winner. Yeah, but he's a good singer, Mom. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> now, my husband, I have to put this delicately. He used to have an inflatable sheep. Oh no. Yeah, he doesn't have hmm. it anymore. So. I bet he's a little sheepish about it now. <laughs> he's sheepish about lots of things. Oh, but he is. It didn't last long. He popped it. And the sheep, too. <laughs> Have a great day, sweetheart. Me, too. Clean up your act a little bit, please. I'll try. Clay Aiken CD, you got it? We got it. Don't you remember when we had the inflatable sheep in the studio for uh, a long time? We did? We had one. Remember, we had a sponsor that sent us a bunch of novelty items. No. That must have been one of your people. My, my people are classier than that. It was that one, one of your sponsors who you did live spots for who sent us a bunch who of was that? novelties. We don't mention them anymore because they turned out to be intense. They turned out to be what? Remember Mitch? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. 
from from video puke? Yeah. Oh, brother. But never fact, Mitch, had you, know, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that one. Oh, Mitch from Video Waves. He's another one. Uh, I don't think any of these people were IOD people. Am I correct about that? Or no, I take that back. He was a sponsor at IOD. He was. But somewhere along the line, after post-QAM uh, started, uh, he and Andy from Hollywood and Greg from Port St. Lucie and Boynton Beach and all the other places, didn't the three of them mm -hmm. become like uh, bunk bud buddies or yeah, something? Yeah, they did. Right. Oh, also, remember, because he brought in a guest once before we knew that he was crazy. Yes. The Italian Iceman, and he brings them into the studio. Remember oh, Yes. I know wow. you're blocking it from your mind, and I don't. No, no, I, I remember very well now. You're bringing all of these things back in a big rush. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'll tell you the pressure from yesterday. We're never going to recover from that. Joyce and Bluff and Clarence. Yeah, you know, you know what Clarence is like. Clarence is like a little um, like Senior Wences in the little, you know, like like a little doll in, in Duff's pocket, you know. Which, quite frankly, he'd like to crush it because he hates him like poison and is very uh, bitter about the fact that he lost a big chunk of his salary because they made uh, Clarence into the sports program director. You know, the PD because he's a sports nerd. But nevertheless, it's always the two of them on the phone, in the studio, side by side, like they're joined, like Siamese twins. Joined you are at the not hip. alone, guys. Yeah, right. That's obvious. Now, what were you just saying? I want Mitch from Video Waves. Oh, yeah. oh and God. we had an inflatable black sheep. Mm. And he was the black sheep. Make no mistake about that. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you, you stole a little bit of my thunder in That's one of your okay. previous segments about that uh, prisoner that got that guard's gun and killed all the people in Atlanta. Brian Nichols, yes. you got to know his name, man. Brian Nichols, he's a superstar now. Yeah. And Ashley Smith. Don't you think that a prison system like that would have some sort of protocol where if they were transferring a prisoner into court with all the... No. No, the they, gun they were, they were, on the news last night, they were interviewing a lot of people who uh, work in the Atlanta courthouse. They were all bitching and screaming and moaning about they've got the worst security and it's a disgrace and embarrassment, and it's always been that way. And so now the focus, of course, the spotlight is on them. So for a while, they'll make it look good, you know, but they've always been very lax. Well, that's ridiculous to walk, to walk a prisoner into court like that when yeah. everyone else that goes into court has to go through uh, the metal detectors and the right. gun screeners. I mean, uh -huh. it's ridiculous, and that would have... By putting him in shackles, that would have never happened. Yeah, well, they did it today, needless to say. Oh, absolutely, they did it today, and I'm, which, I, I think they're going to find it. Isn't going to bring those dead people back, or the, you know, like the judge? No, it's not, but it's going to change the protocol that they that they work by, and in that state, and in probably down, you know, and everyone else's too. And by the way, since they're all whipped up about Ashley Smith and what a hero she is, yeah. where was where was God when he was busy shooting all these innocent people? Oh, at her house reading the Bible. That must have been it. Thanks for the good news, Patrick. All right, bro. Spread the good news. Hey, God protected us. all those other people that didn't get shot. That's right. That's God, right. For example. Five six seven oh five. Uh, come to find out that she's, I don't know what I did with that story. I think I Schmidt canned it, and rightfully so. But she uh, had, a, uh, as a teenager, she was like, uh, what a, did I tell you before? checkered past. A very checkered past. Battery. She was arrested for battery. Uh, speeding was no big deal. But, but just a whole bunch of stuff. She was a teenage uh, piece of turd is what she was. But then she found the Lord, and so now let's meet her pastor and the author of this best-selling New York Times book, and let's talk about God. Hey, oh, God! Give me a break, man. You people in the mass media would talk about a sellout. I don't know what to the biggest sellout to, and of course, you see the interesting tie in there between George W. and the God Squad. It's, they're all the same bunch. Totally sold out. Oh, speaking of that, I can hear this. For readers of the Bible confused by its archaic language... Such as its use of the term stoned for a form of execution rather than the effects of smoking dope. Help is at hand. It's like that bit we got about uh, you're going to get stoned twice in one night. Mm -hmm. 
One of the world's most widely read Bibles, the New International Version, has been modernized by a team of 15 American and British scholars and is published today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hand on a good book. Oh. Gone is the word aliens, which the academics thought was invariably associated in the minds of the younger generation with extraterrestrials. It is replaced with foreigners. You know them foreigners? Like yeah. you guys, for example. Both of you. Right. Well, not Miguel. Well, well he's still a foreigner. Even the term saints is deemed to be too ecclesiastical and has been banished to be replaced with God's chosen people. The Virgin Mary is no longer with child. She is pregnant, pregling. And to the dismay of traditionalists who will suspect a feminist agenda, inclusive language has been introduced throughout. Where the original read, when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. The new version says, when God created human beings, he made them in the likeness of God. For those unfamiliar with the punishments meted out, and oh, by the way, speaking of uh, human beings in, in the image of God, since Miguel watches, um, what's that show I was just talking about before? Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. You know, the young cop whose wife had the baby and everybody's coming to visit the kid and everything else? Right. You know, he used to be maybe one of the best looking people I've ever seen in my life, and now the ugly stick is starting, he, he is aging poorly, you know what I'm saying? He's turning, he's in that, in that definite uh, turning phase. Believe me, you're losing it real quick. Well, you know, he's getting old, like 23, 24. What? Yeah, it's ancient. I'm just telling you, that's what happens to guys. It's like, what's his name from that uh, that stupid-ass uh, movie about the uh, his daddy was sent oh, yes. off to Africa or whatever that was? What was that movie? Matt, uh, uh, Gedrick, Jason Gedrick. Okay. Don't know what movie I'm talking about? No. Sure you do. It was a real piece. 567, it was a period piece. 0560 and pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going? Okay, Pally. This is Jamie, the Air Freight Cargo Stud. You know those person I think Oh, was... great. WQAM, hello. Dad, you're my friend. WQAM, hello. Rockhall.com will show you that Frankie Lyman's in the rock and roll, I'll say. <laughs> All right. Oh! I got the list. I'm distilling it down into two pages before I fact. Oh, do you? Good. I need it. Let's see. He doesn't believe you, and this is meaning me. This I, is a fax to George. Uh, Bumpernuts.com. I'm really not, uh, you know, I, I can live without it, okay? I believe you. I had no idea. I had never yeah, seen Yeah, see, that's the good there. part of it is that you weren't, didn't know what it was all about either. You were, like, way behind the uh, time. As soon as they point them out. Like, like, this is something that I desperately need to clutter up my already overloaded brain with about about uh, bumper nuts and uh, whatever else this is. Yeah, you, know? you just haven't lived. Truck nuts. I know I haven't lived. <laughs> now, now, what happens if they, like, scrape along the ground? They make sparks. Sparks. <laughs> really? 12 minutes after 1 at 560 WQAM. When you shop for quality footwear, great selection and professional service immediately pops into your mind, just like magic, one store, Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. Because for years and years, Brandy's has been offering you that unbeatable combination of the best prices in town, friendly sales holes will make sure you get a perfect fit every time, and the best selection of men's and women's top brand shoes in the world. They got them all. Rockports, Floorsham, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And with Brandy's humongous selection, you could bet Fat Boy and Medi Bell's life's both on it, that whatever style you pick out, you're going to have that. They're going to have that size in the shelf, on the thing, ready to slap on your feet. Brandy's is open daily, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. till 9 p.m., every Sunday, 10 to 5, and you'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. It's always worth the trip. 
And this week is an especially great time to buy Floor Shine at Brandy's because this week you can take 20% off on all great men's Floor Shine styles. So be sure to get your ass into Brandy's this week or do your shoe shopping online at brandyshoes.com. You're listening to Neil Neal Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. And say cheese. Hey, man. Hey, who's this? It's uh, Jeff. Hey, I was in your restaurant, and uh, it smelled like updog. What is updog? I don't know. What's up, G? Yo, yo, yo. Get it? No. Okay. Richard speaking. Would you like to place a catering order? Hey, Richard. Yes. I was in your restaurant, my wife and I, and, and she was commenting, as I was, that it smelled like updog. Like what? Updog. What is up, dog? Nah, what's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> yeah, hi, uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> hey, I was in your place, and it smelled like up, dog. What's up, dog? Eh, not much. What's up with you, G? Yeah, what's up, dog? What's happening, dog? Yeah, not much, yo. I'm busy. What What do you want? Your place smelled like up, dog. Okay, bye. Get it? Yeah, hey, how are you? Good. Hey, I was in your place and it smelled like up dog. What is up dog? I don't know what's up with you, G. Get it? <laughs> I'm busy, ain't you? It's 117, it's QM. Now, you faxed me uh, a couple of pages here, right? Two pages, right. But and no. that's it? That's all of them? That's it. I, I put the columns all in one page. There are two pages. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members. Now, what is this early influence? Is that like a separate category? Categories, right. I now, see. did they both come out all right? Because, uh, yes. Okay, good. Performers, uh, early influences, and what's this? Oh, and non-performers. Well, what does that mean? Uh, I really don't know a lot about that. Like non-performers, they got Sam. Johnny Otis. Uh-huh. Oh, Sam Phillips and Phil Spector, in other words, like producers. I, I would have said, right. Uh, Sidemen, Chet Atkins, uh, Floyd Kramer. Wow. Yeah, we're going to do this tomorrow. I already got it written out. You know, another one who desperately ought to be on there and is not, and I double-checked and triple-checked and quadruple-checked, Jim Croce. Shameful. Don't you agree with that? Some might say, I would disagree, but some might say that it wasn't rock and roll, that he was a folk ballad singer or something like that. You know, there's a million excuses for people not being on here. Get out of here. Get out of town. I, I How like about Johnny Cash? He wasn't a rock and roll singer. He was no, country man. He country. He's, he in in oh, He's in there. He's in there. How about Buffalo Springfield and the medley of their smash? How for all it's worth. They were rock and roll. But, but they had one hit. No, I have issues. They had one hit. Yeah, but it was an anthem. Oh, am I going to have to find that now? For what it's worth. They don't want to hear that. Yeah, but we do. They ought to want to hear it. They ought to, they ought to be wanting to hear it. Go back to the 60s, man, and wake up. Wake up and sniff the daffodils. They're innocent people dying every day. We're butchering all the people over there in Iraq. Your brothers and sisters and sons and everybody's dying over there. And nobody gives a flying crap. And guess who's going to be on Paul Zahn tonight? You're going to die when you hear this. I guess up. what the topic is on Paul Zahn on CNN at 8 o'clock tonight. Oh. You're going to, like, jump out of that chair and hit Miguel with a baseball bat when you hear this. Ashley Smith. The Purpose Driven Life. That's the name of that book, you know, that oh, she was oh, reading. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. She was reading it. Oh, you know something I forgot? that This this disc that Boca Brian made for me. Thanks a oh. lot, Boca, but there's something with your uh, equipment, man. Better check your goods. And since it is Tuesday, where's his uh, stuff this week? Uh, it won't play in the top machine here for some hmm. reason. In fact, it doesn't look to me like it's going to play <laughs> in the bottom machine. What's going on over here, huh? What is wrong with this, for what it's worth? Oh, there Jesus. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Do, 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 do. There's something happening here. 
Are you sure? What it is ain't exactly clear. I'm dying over here. There's a Okay, that's it. I went through all that effort just for that. And right. there it is. And let me look it up in a book, okay? Let me look up Buffalo Springfield and see, man, maybe my memory, because I played that on the air as a disc jerky, 1979, I would say. That's my guess. Did I say, I mean, 69. Uh, Buffalo Springfield. Uh, oh, 67. I'm way off. What are you playing? Oh, it's another Requiem. This one's by Humperdinck. That's Engelbert Humperdinck, the composer, not the modern singer. February 1867, it was, uh, let's see, seven weeks, uh, or 11 weeks on the chart, got to number seven. And that's it. That's the medley of their smash, Buffalo Springfield. Mm -hmm. And they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, I I'm sorry. I am so sorry, but that really frosts my ass. Even somebody like me who knows so little about music, according to our audience, because I'm an old fart, right. well, and my taste is terrible, and yada, yada, and I've heard it a million times, and guess what? I really don't care. Let me join you in your ignorance, because who the hell is Solomon Burke? Hey, I think he was full cousin to Abraham Solomon. It's other performers. Stephen Stills, Neil Young, Richard Foray, Bruce Palmer, Dewey Martin, yada, yada, yada. Okay? So because Stephen Stills and Neil Young were in the group Buffalo Springfield, therefore, mm -hmm. uh, they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Okay. I got news for it. There ought to be a revolution about that. You know what? People ought to be foamed up and uh, pirate off about it. Shouldn't they? Right? They ought to be. I mean, if you want Crosby, Stills, and Nash, huh? There you go. There and you young go. and Bo old. Boca Brian says the disc went out yesterday, so. Okay, it'll be here today sometime. I'll keep my eye on it. I'll keep an eye out for it. And of course, Crosby, Stills, and Nash are already in there, right? And yeah, they were inducted the same year, oh, in 97. Like I said. Those were the days. That's before everybody was, like, neutered. Talk about truck nuts, man. And there ain't any real ones anymore. Everybody in America has been pretty much neutered. They've been neutralized and sanitized and iodized. Remember we used to sell that salt? You didn't do it. You didn't sell salt when you were in school? No. They made we did. sell candy bars. No, we sold salt. Salt. How uh, Morton's unusual. iodized salt. That's kind of bizarre, actually. What? Well, selling salt, that'd be like selling bread or any other staple. That doesn't make well, sense. Well, there you go. We used to sell salt. I don't know why. It's Bizarre. a million years ago. When I was a little teeny kid in school, we have to go door to door, yeah. and we sold salt to raise money for some crap. I don't know. It was new back then. Yeah, right. Salt was new? <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about him, huh? Maybe in Cuba it was. I remember Salty Saul Fleischman over there in Tampa used to do the sports. Remember old Salty Saul? No. No. He was on TV in Tampa 100 years ago. Well, how did we get off on this crap? Oh, it's because of the guy, the rock and roll. I'm glad he called her. That was good. See, we got our own poll instead of one that Joyce is going to force upon us. Like she was going to have us tomorrow. How many sheets of toilet paper to use each uh, movement? Have you, you heard know? of uh, Little Willie John? Yes. Fever. Okay. Right? I don't know. I never heard uh, of Little Willie John. Fever in the morning. Oh, that's Let's fever. See. Really? That was Little Willie John? Well, I mean, it was uh, Peggy Lee did Fever. A lot of people did. Little River Band. Little Richard, who is not in here. I mean, oh. little, little River Band is not in here, but Little Richard is. No, no, Little Richard is. But Little uh, Little Willie John, I guess you're going to have to Google it. Maybe he didn't make the top 100. I'm sure he did fever. Okay. Maybe he maybe just had a bad fever. By the way, if you ever, uh, all you folks, now, is the Biography Channel on any of our cable? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, number 20, in 1956. Oh, I'm looking under uh, the wrong thing. Little Willie John. 
Got to number 24 in 1956. Fever. Also, Piggy Lee and the McCoys had fever and never recovered from it. Remember the McCoys? Hang on, Sloopy. They got some strange criteria for this. Hang on, Sloopy. I wouldn't be surprised if the McCoys get in there one of these days, too. There's so many marginal people. Wait till, oh, my God, wait till the audience finds out all of these people who are in and then a lot of people who are not. Right. They're going to start. There's going to be a revolution, baby. Clyde They're going to be marching on Cleveland. They're going to be making sorry for that mistake on the lake. I'll tell you that right. What a horrible place. Of course, I haven't been there in a long time. How can I make a judgment like that, huh? I was to Cleveland like twice in my life, and boy, what a horrible place. God. But a long time ago, early 60s. Could be great now, do you think? And then I was back there in 71. We drove all the way to Cleveland. We got a tip on a horse at Northfield Park outside of Cleveland. The name of the horse was Mr. Z. Got it? I got it, Mr. Z. He was. I told this story many times. He was number one in the fifth race. I had the winners in all the first four races, but was betting real lightly because we're saving all of our money to pile it up on Mr. Z. He went off at 3-1. to one. He started out fifth, and he got away in the middle of the race. He was fifth, and he finished fifth. Not too good. It's a long ride back to Detroit, I'll tell you that. Mr. Z. And then, of course, I met that obnoxious Mr. Z at Pompano Park, and I'll never, you know, I always connect the two. Losers. Losers. Mr. Z. Mr. Z. Go away, Mr. Z. And by the way, Fat Rich hated you like poison. Rest in peace. What's the most embarrassing thing you could have in your house? I feel like I'm like on drugs or something. I'm like I'm doing mushrooms. I, I feel like incoherent. I mean, this must be like the aftershock from yesterday morning. Maybe it is. Maybe you're having a stroke. No. Get out of here. Stroke this. No. What's the most embarrassing thing you could have in your house or your car? Blow up doll. 163. Butt plug, 153. They're uh, pretty close. <laughs> Too close for comfort. Picture of George W. Bush is climbing up there, 86. Dildo, 58. Shemale porn, 41. My spouse, 31. Car air freshener, 27. Log jam in the bowl, 22. I hate when there's a bad log jam, don't you? That's the worst. Body wash, 22, which is silly. Backstreet Boys CD, 9. Toupee, 8. Dolphins memorabilia, 7. Prep, 8, 6. Playgirl magazine, 6. 8-track player, 6. Truck nuts, 5. Toy Dog 5, and a Clay Aiken CD has already got full. You're listening to Me, 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 Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Now in the keen and shiny, and the drip is cold, and it dies up to my seat. I got a can of liquid cherry, yo. Aw, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, cherry, and beef, baby, blue. Aw, baby. Shiny little velvet, little smelly machine. Took the suspension out, so I bounced down the road in a pit that is super flyway. Now if they hardly stop, no big deal, someday I'll get around to fixing the brakes. A 1979, bomb bomb Catalina, she's so looking fine, now it's my baby Cadillac. Aw, baby, coconut, granada, cherry, cherry, and me, baby, please. Aw, baby, shiny little velvet, little smelly machine, yo. A 
Watch out, my windows down on a hot summer day. Cause the AC don't work no way. The sweaty freshman all seat starts to smell and gets the dusty working overtime. On my back seat, you find a shiny crown that smells like lime. That's my coffin shiny too, cause I've been washing it with Amarol. Dog behavior. Over the Cardano Cherry Cherry Microscopic wheels going over speed bumps and too smooth. baby. Fresh Malone you'll be fancy to me, baby. baby. Twenty six oh two, Mo Howard David, the former voice of the Dolphins coming along at two o'clock. And like I said before, this official day in case you missed it, seven ninety, the ticket waxy uh, ESPN used to be, but we're not anymore. Radio, they got the Dolphin broadcast, which means our talk people, our sports talk people, are going to be trashing the Dolphin organization like they and deservedly so. That's all I can tell you. No more restraints. Take off the restraints. Speaking of uh, turd in the cesspool. You turd. That's Doug Thompson. I realize that Miguel, first of all, don't want to hear this, and you especially don't because it's from Capitol Hill blah, 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 Blue, Blue Dot. Oh, yeah, I hate that site. The rant, Doug Thompson. He, he's the best. He's my new hero. Another turd in the cesspool. That's the headline. It's on our website, or at least it will be when uh, Josh gets out of jury duty. Now, is this just going to be a one-day deal, do we know? Should be. Oh. For people with a modicum of intelligence, the question has never been uh, asked whether or not Tom DeLay is a crook. Hell, anyone with an IQ above that of an average plant knows the Texas Republican is on the take, always has been. The only real question is how long it will take brain-dead Republicans to finally admit their scandal-scarred House Majority Leader is a political liability who has to go. House Speaker Dennis Hastert has spearheaded an appalling campaign to protect DeLay at all costs, even with mounting evidence that this typical Texas good old boy politician is for sale to the highest bidder. By doing so, Hastert and his politics above honesty policies prove the GOP is just as corrupt as they look the other way political machines that have controlled Congress since the horse and buggy days. He lays sordid reputation, already soiled by a grand jury investigation into his influence peddling and money laundering schemes, took another hit last week with revelations that he, his family, and staff took a $70,000 payoff from Indian gambling interest for his help in killing legislation they didn't like. In typical delay style, the lobbyists laundered the money through the right-wing National Center for Public Policy Research, which then used the funds to pay for a junket to Scotland for delay his family and staff. Powerful Washington lobbyist Jack Abramoff, also under investigation for influence peddling, arranged the trip. When confronted with the new allegations, delay pulled a Michael Jackson publicity-diverting stunt, checking himself into a Bethesda Medical Center for what his staff called minor fatigue and heart irregularity. That brought a lot of chuckles from Washington insiders. Tom Delay can't have a heart condition, joked one lobbyist, because in order to have a heart condition, one must first have a heart. Hastert and his minions have tried everything to protect Tom Delay from the inevitable, ridding the House Ethics Committee of any Republican with enough balls to question the majority of his crimes, and ramming through new rules that will strip the committee of any power to take action even if they find wrongdoing. Meanwhile, back in Texas, Travis County Prosecutor Ronnie Earl has delay in his sights. With indictments of three delay confidants already in his pocket, Earl says he'll follow the truth wherever it leads. This isn't about politics, Earl said. It isn't about Democrats and Republicans. It's about cops and robbers and the abuse of power. Unfortunately, it's all about politics and the abuse of power. The Republican leadership in the House will use all the politics it can to protect Tom DeLay, and the House Speaker Dennis Hastert will continue to use the power of his office to protect his chief henchmen. Tom DeLay ain't the only thing that stinks in the putrid cesspool called the Congress of the United States. He just happens to be the most current turd to bubble up to the surface. You turd! See what I mean about Doug Thompson? They don't mess with him. He's the best. He's great. In spite of that he way. is great, even though it is on CapitalHillBlue.com, a website that you, for some bizarre reason, have nothing but hate and revulsion Higher. for. That's it. 
Boy, can you imagine the number of names we have? Like, we might have to do that uh, a four-parter on that thing. Joyce would be really upset about that, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A lot of great people and groups that should be in there but are not. I think Jan and Dean belong in there. I think now that I think about it, the guy was right. Sure, why not? I mean, they couldn't sing a lick, but they had a lot of big hits. Isn't that what it's all about? No, i got issues with some of these uh, other people. Well, let's take a look at some of the ones that are in there. Clyde I don't McFadder. Wanna, like, I don't want to, like, tip off. Huh? Clyde McFadder. Hey, don't be knocking Clyde McFadder, baby. That's before your time, 50s. He was great. No kidding. He was. Well, she loved me. Laverne Baker. Who? Laverne Baker. Baker. Well, that's that's old, old, uh, that's also 50s stuff. Hank Ballard. Hank Ballard and the Midnighters, baby. In fact, didn't Hank Ballard, uh, what was he, what did he do, the twist? Before Chubby Checker? I don't know. Why, why, why you got me doing this today? This is tomorrow's show, and now you got me, just like the audience, I'm always knocking them for, like, uh, doing stuff for the next day's pull, and now you're uh, doing the same thing to me. Yeah, but Harold, ba- uh, Harold Ballard, former owner of the Maple Leafs. Uh, finger popping time. The twist, there we are, I told you. Okay, good. All right. Now, let's see. Wait a minute. When did Chubby Checker do the twist? Let's see who had it foist. I mean, would anybody, if you said the twist, would anybody say uh, uh, Hank, Hank Ballard in no, the Midnighters? No. no, they'd say Chubby Checker. Now, Chubby Checker's right. got to be in there, right? Uh, no Chubby one. Checker is not in the Hall of Fame? He's not. Oh, and Hank Ballard in the Midnighters is our and Oh, my God. That's enough to make me want to puke. How about Nasuhi Ertigun? Look at all the hits Chubby Checker had. Now, let's see. What, 8, 860, just a minute. And 718, no, wait, and 829. So he beat him by, like, uh, three weeks. Chubby Checker beat Harold Ballard in a minute. At any rate, look at that. The Hucklebuck Pony Time, Let's Twist Again, The Fly... Uh, they released the twist again in 61 and went to number one for two more weeks. Limbo Rock. Just a, a whole list of stuff here. And Harold, ha- Harold Ballard and the Maple Leafs and Hank Ballard and the Midnighters, they had the finger popping time, covered the twist, didn't have a big hit on it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. The Hoochie Coochie Coo. Oh, let's right. go again. The Continental Walk and the Swisheroo. The Swisheroo. Sounds kind of gay to me. You kidding me? You're right. They're, they're, I think we need a lawsuit on this, don't you? Mm-hmm. Let's have some justice, Gambling. baby. Let's have Larry Justice. Let's hit, drag his old ass back into it. What do you say? Oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah. He's old enough to remember all of these people. You're listening to Peter Rogers. The rest of the A.M. You've bought his records. You've seen his film. You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. And I want you to come over right now and make me a big peanut butter and then a sandwich. A peanut butter and a then a sandwich with a good meal through with the day. You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Pizza Man, Pizza. Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? Don't make, make three. Don't make a six, double cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back in the lot, David. And on your way back. Would you pick up some donuts, please? Make jelly cream donuts. Crawless cheese Danish too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do. The Elvis cake. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. I love to eat. I love to eat. Let me monge them on the table. 1.45 at 2 a.m. We got most standing by at 2 and the Mad Dog at 4. And then you went basketball, NITUM in South Carolina at 7. Um... 
for the life of me, I just don't understand Little Willie John. Hey. I mean, he had, you know, a hit on Fever in 1956, but that, that was a medley of his smash. I mean, Little Willie John is as obscure as mm. a Poopy Campo. I say it's politics, man. All is politics. that what it is? Um, well, Little Willie John, what kind of politics did he have going, huh? Who knows? What evil lurks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this crap? Wait till, wait, wait till tomorrow. Right. Now, let me ask you, the Dell Vikings on here? Oh, no, the Dells are on here, of course, but not the Dell Vikings. See? Oh, good. Golly, Miss Molly. These people must have musical taste in their tush. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. Those phones are just smoking now, aren't they? Smoking. WQAM, hello. Somebody? Yeah, see what I mean? I don't think I uh, want him on no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm just really tired. What's his name again? Yeah. Well, that was actually someone pretending to be him. No, no. Oh, that was him. Oh, no, that was Darone. him. Trust me. Darone Garanovsky. Who is it? Darone Garanovsky. Oh, Darone, we're tired of you. We're not going to we'll put it on here. We've got 17 uh, 85-second delays, okay? So we're just really sick and tired of you. Just, uh, you know, some of the other idiots, we don't care. But in your case, get a life. Go back to your security guard, watch guard house, or whatever you're doing, your dog house, and get lost. WQAM, hello. Thank you, Neil. God. Yes, sir. Speaking. Hey, uh, buddy guy, I drove him in a town car in Myrtle Beach. Very, very cool, low-key guy. Went in the window, got himself some chili. Who? Uh, opened a house of blues um, for James Brown, the Blues Brothers. Who? Who? It was Who? worth it. It was very cool. A very cool guy. Oh, buddy guy. Is that what he said, buddy guy? Uh-huh. But he's just like B.B. King, uh, another funky diabetic. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He's, he's, he's stabbing it right now, man. He's stabbing it uh, four or five times an hour. And his finger, too. Five, six, seven. Oh, a buddy guy he was talking about. That's the reason we didn't recognize him because we didn't know who he was before. We still don't know who he is. And quite frankly, we don't care. Not that we want to be disrespectful, but we just don't care. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got one for the poll. My smelly old gr- mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law. That's excellent. Okay. <laughs> My mother-in-law is fantastic. That's going to go zooming up the list, don't you think? No. Get out of here. Absolutely, man. My mother-in-law. Absolutely. You, you watch. You mark mark it down right now. Write right. it on your wrist. I'll mark it down. Put it on the list you got there with that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame crap for tomorrow. Now, let me see. The Dell Vikings. I want to write down some of my own on this list. Because that, that's just, it's just ridiculous on the face of it, man. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. You don't think? I, I do. I mean, this is important heavy-duty stuff. This is uh, the music of our lives, man. This is important. Just ask me. I'll tell you. WQAM, hello. Hey, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I sure enjoyed your show over the years, and uh, I'd like to sing a quick excerpt from a song just to hope that cheers up your day for you. No, thanks. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, George there? <laughs> yeah, he's here. I, I, I sent him an envelope last week. Did he get it with my, the Jesus Prayer rug? Yeah, I got it. As a matter of fact, the rug's up on the wall. Okay, pretty funny, huh? I, I like it. I posted it. Did you see what it says? You stare at it long oh, enough. It's like a magic eye time. with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, I go to people's little... houses. I go to these old people's houses, and I see them hanging up once in a while. Yeah. Well, it kind of leaves something uh, on the radio. It kind of leaves a little bit to be uh, interpreted, you know? You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? I don't know what he's talking about. I'm saying that it doesn't translate well. The visual no. doesn't work real well on the radio is what I'm saying. Well, let me hold it up to the microphone. Yeah, hold it up to the mic and then uh, tell him to call you at home and the two of you can have a bunch <laughs> of yucks over because we have no idea what he's talking about. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Good. Hey, uh, uh, I know you have no topic, but I know it's kind of falling under the radar, but uh, I feel like you know, they're, they're going crazy about the, the Terry Schiavo uh, I talked about that before. I, I talked oh, about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, you know, they're rushing to pass all this freaking legislation, 
And it's like, what about all these abused kids at home? I mean, it's correct. Hey, listen, they don't care about abused kids and about anybody else. All they care about is Terry Schiavo. She's the poster child for where to stick the two. And, I mean, I've, I've been sitting back, uh, like, watching with absolute disgust. And just dismay. How- the direction that this country's been going in correct. the last uh, four years. Absolutely correct, sir. Yes. Just the overall feeling of just uh, intolerance, you know, disguised as, uh, you know, forward-thinking people, these right-wingers. I still see tons of bush stickers on, and I have nothing but contempt for these people. And, I mean, I know, like I said, I know it's falling under the radar, but everybody should go out and re-rent or buy a copy of Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah. And just refresh all your memories. Yeah, maybe you want to buy 1984 by George Orwell, too, the movie and the book, and take uh, a peek at those, too. draws quite a good parallel, my friend. Right. When you go to Amsterdam, you can't reference some hot gay sex, brother. I love you, man. <laughs> oh, brother. Isn't it really just amazing to you? Don't you just find it uh, astonishing? Uh, I find it sad. I remember Ralph Edwards in that TV show from 100 years ago, This Is Your Life. And, of course, mm-hmm. that describes this show for so many of you. This is your life. I have no life. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusively on 560 QAM. Bye, bye, bye.